Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash iopanel. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, and MP3 player. Do you blame the drug addict or do you, do you blame the drug dealer? You know? I blame the addict. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Michael says, yeah, okay, because he, he truly believes you blame the dealer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah. The dealer is, what, is, is doing what we call in America capitalism. Welcome back, everyone. Episode 29 of the IO Panel Podcast. With me, as always, uh, James and Michael. How are you guys doing? Uh, I made some moves this weekend. That's right. I'm great. Moved all over the world. I'm back. Yep. New apartment. Fighting. Fighting with furniture and whatnot. That's right. Having a good old time. And I helped. <laughs> Barely. Barely. Ooh, shots fired. Oh, oh I want to remember that for the next move. can you come help me i don't know man i might not be a big help you know (laughs) i don't think i can yeah mike was telling me about the uh the freight elevator situation you're like oh this is nice but it sort of dumps out into a room with a normal door yeah yeah basically it's pretty genius design yeah, you know, and, and we were talking about this last night. We don't understand why apartment buildings don't have elevators that are like, you know, like, oh, this this whole, like, there's one corridor in the middle of the building that's, like, made for moving. You know, double wide doors, you know, everything's, like, wide. You know, I don't know why they feel like there's still some extended value in having a having a doorway that's, that's, that's only the size that a couch can't fit through without turning it and lifting it and doing all those crazy shenanigans. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, but it was all right. This this was actually getting it in here was getting everything in here was a lot easier than getting it out. So mm-hmm. it worked out. It was okay, you know. At least we didn't have to take it into a basement or go down a flight of steps or something crazy like that. Yeah. Well, an elevator is nice. Imagine yeah. like, what was it like moving into your old old apartment in like on the third floor in Wheaton or Aberdeen? Yeah. Well, yeah. It was just a third floor walk up, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sucked. Yep, that was all couches going upstairs and all kinds of crazy nonsense. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty lucky. When we moved in here, we just used the uh, the sliding glass door, and everything is able to fit through it pretty easily. Yep. Like, um. The the guy who did the who was driving the moving truck went went a little psycho and actually drove like on the grass and everything <laughs> like, but it worked out. So whatever, you know, I don't care. If he yeah. doesn't care. I don't care. You know? So, and what uh feature of your apartment? Well, not what possession do you have to thank for always living on a ground floor? Oh, well, I'm not sure if that's true in this apartment, but uh, it probably is. I know it's true in the last one. Our lovely uh, possession that all white people have, yep. which is a piano. Standard issue. I told James. Keys. <laughs> I told James last night because we had this other guy uh, helping us that was Orion's friend, and I said to James, I was like, James, it'd be pretty funny if this guy was like, so uh, where's your piano? 
Alas, that did not happen. He knew better than to ask. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, he, knew, he knew there wasn't one. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to do um, just get into some news. The first three articles I put in there, two of the first two, The Daily Show and Between Two Ferns, are each five-minute videos. I don't know if either of you watched them. I watched the first few minutes of The, 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 the Between the Hillary Clinton thing. Like, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> too much. It's too much. Dude, it's too funny. Did you watch? So, you didn't see the end when he was like, so, uh, so what's the best way to contact you? Email, I guess. Oh, <laughs> this is great. It's a hilarious video. If you guys aren't familiar with Between Two Ferns with Zach Galifianakis, they're like mock comedy interviews, but they're always great. How real? How real is it, though? Like, do you think that like- one was probably the most real? But most of them are comedy. Like he had, you know, Bradley Cooper on there and they got in a fight and started throwing shit at each other. <laughs> you know, nice. Between uh, Two Ferns. Yeah. It's it's great. I remember, I think it was like a year and a half ago, I went to the grocery store and um, on either side of the sliding glass doors, they had, you know, like piles of plants and everything outside as some grocery stores do. And they had ferns. So I took a picture. I sent it to, I think I sent it to Mike. Uh, got a good laugh. Sounds like a Halloween costume right there. Yeah. Just wear oh, two ferns, be perfect. And two ferns and a beard, like, um, and then don't tell anybody who you are. Yes, that'd be so perfect. <laughs> Three people would get it. Yeah. So the uh, the video about the Daily Show, I'll, I'll talk about a little more in depth. Um, now there could be some creative editing, which I'm sure there is, also meant for comedy. Um, but one of the one of the um, on-site reporters for the Daily Show went to a a Donald Trump rally and was just talking to people about their opinions and you know what they think about Barack Obama and everything. Um, one lady, he was like, "So, so what are your sources?" She's like, uh, "Mostly Facebook and Twitter, you know, everything." And his response is, "So you take facts and bullshit and just put them together." And she's like, "Yeah." Oh. Another guy was talking about. <laughs> Um, how Obama had a big part in 9-11 since he was never around the Oval Office and always on vacation. And he was like, I really need to get to the bottom of that. And uh, as we all know, that was roughly seven years before he was president. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Yep. Another uh, gentleman was having a conversation. They were talking about how he thinks Barack Obama is Muslim because he doesn't wear jewelry at certain times. And um, the reporter was like, so am I supposed to associate your uh, your necklace, which I guess was a cross, with your religion? He's like, why would you do that? He's like, you just taught me to do that. What are you talking about? So it, it's a pretty good watch. You know, also comedy-based. Uh, mm-hmm. But both of those videos are worth your five minutes. Dude, Trump supporters are like the lowest common denominator. They're like the, the worst, lowest level. Of you know when every time they interview a bunch of them at a rally, it's just like this really low caliber, low quality individuals who are like idiots. I have no doubt that that was their aim to sort of highlight those people. In this case, yeah. I'm sure there are some intelligent Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know, you know Milo Yiannopoulos supports him just because he thinks it would probably be hilarious if he gets elected. Um, but he's pretty smart. <laughs> Evan, don't you yeah. know some uh, some people like that? I am related to one, 
and uh, I know several others. Yes. You're related to one? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Michael and I know one. Well, we do? Yeah. Who? RC? No. DF. No. Huh? DF. DF? DF. Donald. Okay. You don't know the name Donald. You know the name Donald. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. So, I know what he's talking about, and I've never met this person. Okay. Okay. Moving on to the next uh, quick story. Did you guys know that China had a space station? What? Yeah. What's I did not either. I don't know if it's manned or it's just like have several big iPhones? satellites put together or something. What's that? Do they just knock off iPhones in there? Or? Yeah, probably. It's, I'm sure it's got Apple logos like facing the opposite direction or like <laughs> oranges or something. So they launched it in um, 2011, actually. And recently it's come to light that they may have lost contact with it, oh, which is okay and not okay. It's okay because it's going to be re- – they're planning its replacement, but it's not okay because if they lost contact with it, they have no idea where it is exactly, and they can't, like, guide its trajectory into a safe descent. So sometime in late 2017, uh, if nothing changes, then you'll have anywhere about seven minutes warning um, to know that a satellite is going to come crashing down on your area. Nice. Yeah. Thank you, China. As usual, your construction builds fill, uh, yeah, like the spec. I thought you were going to say it's, it's okay that they don't know where it is because they're going to replace it. It's not okay for the three individuals trapped aboard. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. But I, I'm assuming no one's on it. I don't or, think it's manned. I haven't or, been able to fully confirm that. Or if anyone um, but, is, they are not telling anyone. Yeah. So, I mean, if it was if it were manned, I'm sure they would hopefully have some kind of communication. It's probably manned. Like radio? This is, this is China we're talking about. It's manned, and they're just not telling anybody. Yeah. it's Maybe they don't have a radio. They're like, this is a one-way mission, gentlemen. <laughs> Very could be, could be possible. Technically two-way, but you're still going to die. It will go up and come back down. Mm-hmm. But it, chances are a large portion of it will burn up on re-entry, but there's certainly going to be, you know, sizable pieces that could still, you know, come down in the middle of a neighborhood. Hmm. Anyway, we'll, we'll find can, out. Stay maybe tuned. They, maybe they can do what, um, I was just talking to somebody about this. If like probably like eight years ago or something, they, um, the United States, there was a satellite that was coming down, and they were worried about it because there was like something dangerous on it, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Aliens, like, nuclear or something, or I don't or know. What was on it. Perhaps it was chemicals the, or something. What was dangerous was the truth. Oh, got me there, Evan. Um, so the United States ended up shooting it down with a missile, blowing it up. So. Yeah, but they still knew where it was. I mean. Yeah, I'm sure there are ways to find out where this thing is. So, it, yeah, it might come to that. I mean, there what there is or was because I remember reading about it at the time this happened. Uh, an agency or a part of NASA or something that its whole job is to track 
every, all the objects in orbit around the earth. Right. What is that presuming? Are they just like assuming that you'll always be in contact with it and keeping track of that data or are they actually tracking shit? That's like I, co- including comets and meteoroids and all that. Stuff? Yeah. I, I, they're probably thought, tracking stuff. Because I thought they were like tracking it, like tracking it, not just, you know, Okay, where's this data point? Because we know we're in contact with it. You know, I'm assuming they're actually like uh, they they have to have passive tracking too yeah, because the, our atmosphere is full of garbage. Like we, our atmosphere is full of trash. So that's yeah. probably what they're mostly tracking. Is yeah, track. that's what it is. It's like which, space garbage. You know? Yeah, which means they're tracking, and you know, any inert metal fl- fl- flying through our atmosphere at 200 miles an hour around the Earth or whatever. Yeah, I forget how they said how big the piece had to be. But it was fairly small. Well, like a refrigerator? Like smaller than that. Really? That's impressive. Yeah. yeah. Don't we have lasers to like disintegrate some of the tr- the uh, space garbage? <laughs> I feel like we should have that now. I feel like we should let Reagan do his freaking Star Wars thing, man. We would have been good to go. If you have there blasting away. I just don't know about it. Mm. I, I don't know anything about that. Please enlighten me. Star Wars, man, Star Wars. There was a whole yeah. Star Wars program. They were like, so we're the movie is a documentary? They're <laughs> like, we're going to put satellites in space to shoot lasers to shoot down any missiles that are coming at the United States. That was like the plan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, dude, I'm sure that's up there. I hope it is. They so shoot the space garbage out. Holy I hope to God it is. <laughs> yeah. I hope our enemies hear us. No. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Okay. Um, so there was a hacker who he was jailed for 20 years. And the reason he was jailed for 20 years, he helped ISIS build a hit list of military personnel and U.S. military personnel, I should say, and U.S. government employees. So he hacked, I don't know what he hacked into, but he hacked into something and gathered all this information and provided it to ISIS somehow. Now, I don't know where this guy is or what he, you know, what his old deal was. Um, He was 21 years old. And this was, and it's funny too, because this was actually down in, um, where he was sentenced was in, somewhere in Virginia, so... It was like U.S. District Court or something in like Alexandria or something. Yeah, but it was a federal, federal, yeah. right? So he's probably yeah. one of 11th worth, Leavenworth or something like that. Mm, probably. I mean, I know they put other, they put all kinds of people there for crazy stuff other than, other than military people. Or yeah. law, law Polk. <laughs> Where Paul Walker did his time. So, <laughs> <laughs> Too soon, bro. Wow, this, this guy um, who they arrested and and he's going to jail for 20 years. They they tracked him down to Malaysia, and that's where he was arrested while he was trying to f- catch a flight back to Kosovo. Who the hell wants to go to Kosovo? Maybe he's from Kosovo. I don't know. He probably is. Where the hell is that? I thought that country was disbanded like 15 years ago. Disbanded. Like. <laughs> like Bosnia and Herzegovina, you know? Yeah. Okay. It's over there. Okay. He said, he said disbanded. You mean, <laughs> you mean roughly annexed by the Russian government? Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. 
I wonder if um, yeah, was there any actual weird. Was there any actual hacking involved, or is this like some filter that he uh, ran on the OPM stuff? Here it is. The 21-year-old ISIS-linked hacker obtained the data by hacking into the. It just says this into the U.S. web hosting company's servers on June 13th, 2015. Okay, that's what it says. So it doesn't give any more detail than that. I was unaware that our country as a whole hosted web servers. Mm-hmm. It says the U.S. web hosting company's servers. It doesn't say what U.S. web hosting company, but mm-hmm. okay. Who knows? So yeah, there's, there's a lot of ambiguity there. It doesn't make sense. There you go. Tw- 21 years old, sentenced to 20 years in jail. He'll be fine. Fucked up. Well, he fucked up big time. He's in jail and well, whatever. You do jail in a cushy American max, um, maximum penitentiary, <laughs> but still better than going doing doing jail time in Kosovo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Well, if he's put in in a federal penitentiary with crazy military people, and they find out that he was like putting together a hit list of military people, they might have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. We'll report back next week when his obituary comes out or something. So next story is clowns, clowns, clowns. So I've been seeing a lot of articles recently about clown sightings. People saying there are clowns showing up in the woods and this and that. So this article, which is on the BBC of all things, but uh, BBC.com, it says lurking clown arrested in Kentucky woods in the woods near an apartment. And so he was arrested. So what did they arrest him for? It says they arrested him for wearing a mask in a public place and disorderly conduct. Is wearing a mask in a public place illegal? I guess it is in Kentucky. (laughs) Oh, fucking Kentucky. Was it Vince Vaughn? No, it was some idiot. I have a picture of him here. His name is, um, let's see, what is his name? They just say, oh, Jonathan Martin. He's Hmm. 20 years old. Fucking weird. And it's not just like he was just wearing a mask. I mean, he's in a full fucking getup. It's so, weird. What was his disorderly conduct? Who knows? Being Probably drunk? just something else to, to just charge him with, you know? What? So, okay. What if there was a costume party and he was like got drunk or maybe he was drugged? You know, that can happen. And he got lost and he was wandering around looking for help. And then all of a sudden he gets arrested. It's not his fault. This is bullshit. I don't know. In this same article, they they talk about other other um, clown reports. Um, it's really weird. Although it's, they say a couple of them were were made up. So <laughs> I have another is that story. A pun? I have a yeah. I have another story here uh, that I said it was all a dream. So Mm -hmm. there was a story in Annapolis that kids saw clowns lurking around and turns out the kids made it up. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of this stuff is made up. This clown thing is like, it just was becoming a thing. So people were just kind of like peeping onto it. 
It says a 24-year-old man was arrested uh, for making false reports in North Carolina after he told police a clown knocked on his window. Okay. All of these could potentially be linked to a gentleman named Bill Skarsgård. I thought you were going to say ISIS, but okay. Good. No. He will be play. Maybe he's doing character research because he will be pay, playing Pennywise in the 2017 re-release of the movie It. Oh God! Not oh Curry. I guess Curry's too old. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, that'd be even creepier if it was Tim Curry. <laughs> True. Um, the Worldwide Clown Consortium. And get this, an, an 11-year-old girl was arrested in Georgia for bringing a knife to school because she was scared by all the social media reports that clowns were attacking children. See, she's just a humanitarian. She's there to help. Mm-hmm. She's making sure her fellow students are protected. That's, that, that child should be rewarded, not disciplined. Yeah, it's just fucking crazy, man. All these clown stories just get out of get out of control. So, anywho, um, on to the next story. Now, there was a a student who was a student. He was a student at Kennesaw State University. I've heard of that, which is in Kennesaw, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And. He was arrested after they found out he hacked into their into the school computer system and changed his his grades and the grades of some of his friends. And the way they found out that he hacked in, the professor got an email saying, "Hey, this grade has been changed." Oh, nice. So he's like, what? He's like, I didn't do that. And so he, he told us, yeah, he told the police, or he told us, you know, the people at work, and they, I guess they did some investigating, and they contacted police. And here you go. That's actually a pretty good failsafe now. Mm-hmm. I bet that didn't used to exist. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, what was the movie... Where uh, where the kid did that was it Ferris Bueller's Day Off or was it was War Games? Okay, it was one of those two. Either way, it was Matthew Broderick. Right, correct. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but yeah, I I have a feeling though that I mean, just like Matthew Broderick, you know, he hacked in. All he did was he knew where the he knew where the password was written down, and so he was able to gain access that way. Um. I'm sure this this quote unquote hack, and you can debate on what what we call a hack or not. Um, but I'm pretty sure he just he was able to get the professor's credentials somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, or or maybe the administrator's credential. You know, who knows? Maybe it was admin admin, and no one changed it. You know, who the yeah. fuck knows? You know, I know I know in schools now a lot of times they're using these online these web based systems now that of course we didn't really have when we were in. Yeah, um, at least blackboard or yeah, black competitors or something. Exactly. I think they give homework on these things now. It's pretty, yes, they do. That's amazing. 
I have helped some coworkers with online homework. Are your home, are your, I would say, are your homeworks, are your, are your coworkers <laughs> like 17? No, just doing secondary education or, Oh, okay. Or, uh, you know, never did their degree. And now most of the, they're, the two I'm thinking of are, um, ex military. So I guess they're finally using the, you know, GI bill money or whatever. Ah, very good. And they hate math, but math is required for everything apparently. So I help them with math. What what level of math? Fucking like algebra two and statistics. Oh, okay. Not not too bad. No, not not too taxing on the old melon. Not too ridiculous. Not like were you taking like quantum equations or some shit? Like <laughs> I well, I didn't do well in calculus three, but I didn't pay much attention. I liked it. I would take it again if if presented in you know in that situation. Um, then there was linear algebra and differential equations, which are both fun. Ah, uh, that's the one. Differential equations. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Fair enough. So, yeah. So that's a fun story. So you don't actually like you, people always think. Oh, you know, can you can you hack in and change your grades? Apparently, you can. But yep, if you want to get expelled and yeah, possibly face get, more legal action, <laughs> you will get caught. <laughs> so, yeah, better off just uh, going to class or whatever. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, you're fucking paying for it. And like they even said in the article, they're like, it doesn't even make any sense. Like you change a D to a C or something. It's like, why? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you he, know. he was trying not to be ridiculous to probably go big or go home. I mean, I guess, but. Then what? I mean, don't you either pass or fail? I mean, either get a degree or don't, right? I mean, what's the... You can actually still get a degree with Ds, I think. Maybe it was... Um, it had to do yeah. with some scholarship a... money or sports oh. eligibility. I don't know. Could be. I was going to say, you'll just be a bad engineer. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but you'll still be an engineer. Yeah. <laughs> Referencing another movie, was it Deep Impact? Or, or um, the other one? Mm-hmm. Where they were all at the table and they're talking Armageddon. about the president, Armageddon. Yeah. The the president's science advisor uh, rec- recommends this plan. He's like, I went to s- school with the president's science advisor. He got C's, I got A's. Who do you want to listen to? <laughs> yeah, that was uh, Armageddon. Okay. Yep, with Billy Bob. Yep. As the NASA dude. The NASA dude. Yeah, I don't know if he was the NASA administrator or if he was just like in okay. charge of Houston Control or whatever or or what. Yes. But uh yeah, he was like the NASA guy. Um all right. Moving along here. So you know how recently, I mean not not recently, but well we've been hearing about it more anyway. Encounters with police Mm-hmm. Black people encounters with police not going so well. Maybe not even black people, <laughs> just just people in general encounters not going so well. And right. a lot of people have been recording things on their cell phones. Either either it's happening to them themselves or they're passing by and they see something, they stop and record it. So the ACLU now has released a cell phone app that you can download. They have it for iPhone and Android. And 
when you rec you can record a video using the app itself and the app will so even if the whole point is even if the the police let's say they take your phone and confiscate it or they step on it and destroy it or whatever mm -hmm. the 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 video is being uploaded to the ACLU server at the exact same time that's a good way to do it yeah and they say they're not going to do anything with it unless you contact them and you know say something but what, do you have to like subpoena for a copy for evidence uh i don't they don't mention that so i'm assuming you could just request it mm -hmm. but um yeah so now they they say like this they it's called the mobile justice app i don't like that well you know what can you do huh yeah but this is well, this one is specific to california I mean, I guess anyone can use it. It's right. called the Mobile Justice CA app. Complies with California law. <coughs> there's other apps. Um, there's the people who live in New York should list to download an app called Stop and Frisk app. Mm -hmm. Or I'm sorry, Stop and Frisk Watch app. And New Jersey, there's one called Police Tape. Oregon and Missouri, there's one that's just called Mobile Justice. So, I wonder why there's so many different ones. If they're if they like comply to certain state laws, where others, it's like you're not allowed to record without informing the person first or something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure what the what the reason is. They just say, oh, the the California one is made by the ACLU of California. The New Jersey one is made by the ACLU New Jersey. So I guess they have different chapters or something. I don't know. Hmm. And yeah, maybe it's because the laws are different in different places. Which is both a good and bad thing, in my opinion. Yeah. So, eh. So, good to know. Very cool. Dash cams might also be helpful in certain situations mm -hmm. even they don't i don't think they necessarily record sound but maybe some do um and from what i understand um i'll have to do some more research into this but from what i understand it's illegal in the state of maryland where we live well not you evan but mm -hmm. it is illegal to record the police. Eh. Which is, which if I remember last time, a lot of people criticized are like, eh, I don't know if that's, if that is a legal law, you know? Right. Like, would that actually stand up, you know? But from what yeah, I understand. According to the ACLU, it's not a legal, it's not a legal law. You're, you're allowed to record in public, as long as you aren't interfering with the police, but you you can the police can't seize your phone, and it's not that's not that's a violation of all kinds of stuff. So it isn't. I, I don't know how to even defend that. Yeah, exactly. Very good. So now we were calling. We were talking about this last night, Evan and I, and. Of course, this has been in the news a lot. 
as I was saying earlier, black people getting killed by the police. Yep. So this has been happening a lot. Um, most recently, there was the story. Let's see. I can't. I can't even keep track anymore, man. It's been. It's been happening so so much so fast. There was a guy in North Carolina who got shot and killed. I should say. Mm-hmm. There's a person who got shot. Was it in Oklahoma or something? I don't even know where it was. Sounds right. Or Kansas or something. I don't know. Somewhere crazy. You know, one of those flyover states. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> and then there's the story that James has in here. James, why don't you tell us about this? Um, this pregnant. It was it the pregnant lady. Uh, yeah, she's pregnant. Um, okay, so basically, this is, this happened in 2015, um, and I saw I just saw it a couple days ago when I was looking on some video stuff the Yellow Turks have on their site. But basically, long and short of it is, two women got in a altercation in a school parking lot while they're picking up their kids. Um, the first woman came up behind the second woman. And uh, the second one was double parked in the middle of the road, okay? Um, it was a two-lane road, but the first woman, or it was a one-lane road, but the first, the second woman thought, oh, I can just park here. I've seen people park here before, probably because she's a bad driver and a bad person. Um, and the second lady, like, lost her mind and started honking and going crazy, okay? Well, this, excuse me, the first lady, Lady A, will say, started honking and lost her mind. Lady B, the black lady, she wasn't having none of that. <laughs> and <laughs> when the lady came after the lady, after the, the white lady, Lady A parked her car. Lady B got up, got up, walked her pregnant self over to the lady, to Lady A, and you know started got went up right to her car door and started you know letting her have it back. Okay, nothing, no, nothing happened. They're just arguing. And Lady A says Lady B threw something at her car, but no one found anything. So I don't think that's kind of BS. She probably just made that up or didn't realize what she saw. But uh, so the, the white lady, Lady A, called the police. And Lady B went over to the other side and waited with her daughter in front of the school. The police came. And if you watch the video that I put in the, the link in the description, they have, the CNN has a whole video. Um, basically, when the police come and talk to the white lady, she says, you know, she explains to him what happened. And the guy says, is there any damage to your car or anything? And the woman says, no. And the guy's like, well, I don't think there's any crime that's been committed here. Um, he didn't get the white lady's name. He just said, you know, I don't think there's any crime that's been committed. I'm just going to go talk to her and I'll get her name just in case, like, you need it for some insurance or something like that later. But, you know, I, there won't be anything. He said, I don't think there's anything to this. You know, he said, and he said, oh, you could have put her under a citizen's arrest. And I was like, What? <laughs> He said, you have to watch the video. I don't know what he's talking about. I guess that's a thing. I don't know how that works. A citizen's arrest. You Do you say, this is a citizen's arrest. Sit down on the curb. Are yeah. you fucking nuts? Yeah. yeah, we need to, actually, we need to look into that, too, because I've, I've been wondering about that myself. Like, all right, don't go anywhere, sir. You know, I mean, we supposed to do Yeah, right. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Oh, you're right. I'm under arrest. Sorry. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, anyway, um, he walked over to the black woman and black woman's there with her kid. Her kid's like standing a little bit back and away from her, but the woman's very pregnant. She's like eight months pregnant at the time. And 
the guy talks to her, gets her side of the story, and it just sounds like, you know, two opposing sides of the story. One lady's like, this lady's crazy. The other lady's like, this lady's crazy. You know, it's just your regular kind of citizen v. citizen argument. And um, the cop said, okay, well, let me get your name. Uh, and the lady was like, no, I'm not giving you my name. Okay. Now, one thing you have to understand, in the state of California, you don't have to give the police your name or identification. You don't have to give them shit. Okay. So she's perfectly in her rights. And the guy's like, the guy at that point should be like, all right, see you later. You know, or he should have said, well, we'll talk about what he should have done. Let me tell you what else happened. So then he said, then he told the lady, he said, the lady was like, well, he said, I need your identification. And the lady was like, I'm going to call, I'm going to call someone. She didn't say, I'm going to call and ask if I have to do that. And she called, I guess her husband or boyfriend, who knows. And she's talking on the phone. She's like, uh, they're asking me for my identification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy's like, the, 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 after like, and the guy said, okay, I'm going to give you two minutes. You know, and he starts getting agitated, the cop. So then the lady turns kind of away from him and starts talking on the phone. And then he reaches for her elbow within like 15 seconds of saying, I'll give you two minutes. He reaches for her elbow, grabs her elbow, and starts pulling at her. And of course, the lady's first reaction is like, yo, what the hell are you doing? And so he starts trying to grab at her. And then the other cop, he's like, come here. And the other cop comes and like, they start trying to grab her. And it just turns into a full out tussle. And he, she falls on the ground, like right on her stomach. And the lady's like, oh my God. And you know, of course she slips into like protective freaking wolf mother mode and starts going ham. You know, she's like, my baby, Bruh! you know, it's like total insane. And you know, it's like a, the cops are on a body cam. So it looks like, camera falling down a flight of steps like that's what the video looks like at that point it's nuts and uh it cuts off there but they arrest her and there's video of her sitting in the cop car like crying and losing her mind like oh my baby i want to touch my stomach oh you know um it was just not good dude i mean because that one particular officer wasn't aware of the law in his own state no that's not why that's not why um police for years have number one they believe that they have that they have the right to ask you basically anything and you can just be like you have to be like okay here you go you know um and then uh we talked about this with our our friend df the other night um michael and uh and i and you know we were talking about the exact same case and basically you know i think the cops kind of thought that they don't really know the law you know, like we all kind of had this impression of police that they all know the law, but they don't. They're just cops. Like they, they don't, they don't, they don't know. They they know what's illegal, but they don't know what's like these little tiny things. Like, oh, you don't have to show the police your ID. You don't, you know, um, you don't. You're allowed to record the police. That's okay. You know, the police don't have the right to confiscate your phone. Like they don't know those things. They just think, oh, I'm a cop. I have power. I can do this. Whatever. And they're amped up just like regular people and their adrenaline's pumping and they're tired of getting disrespected and they're just reacting at that point. And so he reacted to her getting away from him and her saying, basically, I'm not going to do what you say. I'm going to ask someone to be sure. And, you know, he reacted wrongly. I mean, what he should have done was says, hey, I want to exchange information with you and the other lady just in case. And then there's no crime committed here. Let's go. You know, let's just do this, you know, but he didn't defuse it. He he basically came in and triggered it, like just totally triggered it off. And like the whole thing like went crazy, you know, I mean, she's a pregnant woman, so just got to chill out, you know, but kind of, it could have been a lot better. 
honestly, was really poorly handled by both the cops. And I don't know why. It's like at a point, at some point, they stopped seeing her, seeing her as a person. And they saw her as just somebody to throw around and like to exit. They were like wanting to like execute, you know, this mode where there's like, okay, handcuffs, car, arrested. And really, she had done nothing wrong or nothing illegal. Like automatically guilty because they were because they were there. Yeah. And I, I look, I don't think this is a race thing. Like people keep, you know, people, we want this to be, we keep saying we want this to be a race thing. We want this to be like, oh, some racism going on here. You know, but I don't think that's the case. I think this is a case of like police live in their own world, just like IT people live in their own world, and MVA clerks live in their own world, and bank tellers live in their own world. Like they know their world and their business. And it comes to a point when you stop seeing the people who come in, come in front of you, who are your quote unquote customers. Like I guess the police, you could say that people they're arresting are their customers. <laughs> like they stop seeing them as customers and they see them as numbers and impediments to getting their job done, you know? And I think that was the case here. I think this is like, you know, and also the police, I hate to say it, but they power trip, you know what I mean? They, they want to be, they want their, what they want, what they say to be followed. They expect a certain level of respect. And if they don't get it, even in even the slightest way, they feel like you're breaking the law somehow. And there's no law that says you have to respect the police. There's no law that says you have to like the police or be nice. There's no law that says you can't tell, tell the police to get fucked, you know? Mm-hmm. There's just no law to protect protect police from that. They just that's just part of their job. But police don't feel that way because they carry a gun and they're in a position of power and they feel like they're I'm in power over you. Like that's part of the whole thing about getting a badge and a gun. So Yeah. I'm sure there are quite a few officers like that. Yeah. It's not it's not the, it's not everybody. Let me let me not give that impression that I feel that every police officer is like that. It's not the case, but I think there's some guys like out there like that. And I think if there, I think it could be, you could be a good cop one day and have a bad day, and have a bad cop. You'd be a bad cop because they're people. They're not robots. You know what I mean? They're not automatons. They have feelings. Their lives fucking. Their kid goes to the hospital. Their wives leave them. You know, they ate a fucking bad some fucking. They add a, ate a fucking lemon in the morning, whatever the case may be. <laughs> yeah. you know, they have bad days just like everybody else. So, But unfortunately, when they have a bad day, it can spill over into their job, and their job is like carrying a gun and fucking accidentally shooting people and all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, Interrupting a lot of people who don't want to be interrupted. Sure, yeah, who are also agitated. Yeah. <laughs> so. Things can certainly escalate quickly. Yep. All right, so yeah, man, I don't know what's going to happen. I posted a link to another article in here that talks about it's a Washington Post article <clears throat> from July. It says, "Aren't more white people than black people killed by police?" Yes, but no. So what they mean by that is, by the numbers, yes, more white people are being killed by the cops than black people, but that's only because there are more white people than black people. Yeah, exactly. It's just statistics. They said the percentage wise, uh, black people are being killed two and a half times more than white people. And if you're unarmed, and if unarmed black people are being killed like five times, like they're five times more likely to be killed by a cop than a white person. Is this so, like a nationwide study? 
Or mm-hmm. like okay. This is this is uh, data that the Washington Post has been keeping track of since January first, twenty fifteen. They've been keeping track of every single person that's being shot, basically. It says so. This article is from July. It says as of Sunday, fifteen hundred and two people have been shot and killed by on-duty police officers since January. 1st, 2015. Of them, 732 were white and 381 were black and 382 were of another or unknown race. Hmm. Okay. But, you know, if you run the numbers, 62% of the U.S. population is white. I thought it was actually higher than that, but apparently... 62% 62% are white, but only 49% um, are killed by police, where African Americans are 24% of the people shot, and only but they're only 13% of the U.S. population. Mm-hmm. So... And get this, U.S. It says U.S. police officers have shot and killed the exact same number of unarmed white people as they have unarmed black people, fifty each. But because the white population is five times larger than the black population, you know, yeah, it's not really a fair comparison. So, well, again, like I said, I don't, I don't know if this is a race thing. I think it's probably. The more more of a case, I mean, like if you look at those unarmed, other people who got shot unarmed, that's something that people should be looking at too. Because, uh, like I said, I think this is a police power issue, not a and a training issue. You know what I mean? Um, less a race. I mean, there's obviously we you know we talked about this too, Michael. There's some deep seated, like in your bones stereotypes that people believe about black people, but um, you know that we're superhumans and. You know, drugs make us powerful, and you know. Oh, take, I know they make me powerful. And, <laughs> and it takes like eight, eight you know, uh, uh, you know, fifty bullets to kill us, and that we'll fight in any case. And we have these huge, strong slave genes going on, which is sort of true, but not. Um, so I mean, that's that's you know, but, but people believe these stereotypes about black people, and so it causes all these you know, there's all this stuff where like the lady who shot the guy in Charlotte, you know what I mean? I'm sure she was like scared. Like you could hear it when she says shots, shots fired in the video. She was scared to death. She said shots fired like she heard the shots, didn't know where they came from. Like she was scared to death. Yeah. And and Daryl Darren Wilson, who shot Michael Brown. I mean, Michael Brown was asking for it, but. Darren, Darren Wilson was scared to death. You can see it in his face, you know? Um, and, but he was, I mean, that was, I, I have problems with Michael Brown and everybody knows that, I think. But the whole Michael Brown thing, I mean, he charged the cop, he reached in the hand of the car, there was a life or death situation for both of them. And, you know, so it just kind of happened. So, right. uh, but yeah, anyway, so e- either way, um, I think it's, you know, there's, then there's cases of like suicide by cop. Like how many of those are that? You know, um, there's a lot of things to look at there. And I, statistically, yes, more black people get killed by cops unarmed because the statistics just tell that it should be more, it should be 150 per cop instead of 50 per cop or whatever the case may be, if it was equal. But 
Um, there's also a, a fair amount of white people are more affluent and live in better neighborhoods and, you know, don't live in the hood. <laughs> and the hood has a certain kind of element, you know, that also is black people, unfortunately. So, you know, there's a lot of things to consider, you know. It's like Southeast D.C. versus Potomac versus yeah. Seattle. Exactly. Exactly. Versus- Apples and oranges, exactly. Apples and oranges, you know. I mean, stuff that you would get away with in some country town in Maine, you know, like a guy. Just imagine uh, a drunk, a a guy driving his uh, lawnmower trashed down the road (laughs) in Maine. The cop would pull him over and be like, "Jerry, what are you doing? You're at it again. Come on, get in the car." And Jerry'd be like, "All right, get in the car," and they drive off. You know, and then like three weeks later, they'd be at the other's pool party with their kids, you know, because it's a small town and they do community policing. You know, you have 10 or 15 cops that police a 30 mile radius or whatever the case may be, or 150 mile radius or whatever. But that's something else we have to get to is community policing, you know. But if that same thing happened in D.C., you know, you had a guy driving a lawn, riding a lawnmower down the road and he's drunk and he's black. You know, the cops who pull him over aren't from his town, aren't from his neighborhood. They might live in Maryland. They might live in Peachy County. They have no idea who this guy is. All they see is a drunk guy driving a lawnmower down the freaking city street. And they're like, what the hell? You know, and he's going to get guns pulled on him and everything else. You know, so, um, but community policing will solve that. Like, I'm a firm believer in community policing. The days when, you know, you know, Joe, Officer Joe walked down the street swinging his baton and eating apples from the local farmer's market. Like that's the way that they should operate. Not, not how they operate now where it's like, you don't know what's going on. You don't know the local cops. The cops don't know you, you know, and that cop could be somewhere else in like, in like, like three days, he could be across town, you know, on mm-hmm. a different beat. And the cops all ride in their cars. They don't talk to you. They don't know you. They look at you like your freaking number, you know? And they have a shitload of paperwork and quotas and all like, absolutely. Uh, totally non law enforcement yeah police exactly. related stuff exactly which and just adds to stress of the job yeah in 2016 cops don't need to be writing all these paperwork and stuff i mean like the fact is that they're talking like oh we should, cops should get body cameras do you know how much paperwork if they had a camera if they had camera camera evidence automatically upload into a file like if you told the file system i need if you told if you if you went as a police officer you went back to your desk and they said, I want to file a report for this time frame to this time frame. It automatically syncs up with your with your body camera, pulls the footage, archives it. Bam. That's it. You know, and then you do an audio recording of, of the uh, audio recording playback as the footage goes through. That's it. Done. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine, like, how much stuff, like, cops are, like, handwriting this stuff down, like, oh, or typing it in, whatever. This is what happened, and I think this happened then, you know, whatever. Like, we're not leveraging technology to make a cop's job easier. So you take a stressful job where you're like dealing with a lot of people's lives in the balance and you're making them have to do all this other crazy stuff. It's a lot of problems. The system's like jacked up, you know? I, I don't know how it happened, but do you think that um, police officers like over the past couple decades have started to become like the enemy or demonized a little bit? Because I like just driving down the street, you know, at night, if there's not a lot of people around or, you know, if there's a cop car behind me or around me, I'm like, oh, something wrong. What's going on? It's not, didn't, didn't they used to be like a safety net instead of a threat? 
Well, you know what? I'll give you a great example. I saw this yesterday, and uh, Michael, you didn't see it because you weren't with me, but when I went to rent the car, there was a sign up in the store, and it said, the spy, it said Montgomery County, it said uh, State of Maryland State Spider Team, and it had these like cops all standing in this really intimidated row, and they had a police state trooper vehicles in a river, um, like like sitting in the riverbed with water flowing around the tires, and it was all had this filter on it to make it look all creepy, and it had a spider all around it. And it was like the spider team's hunting for you if you're drunk driving, and I was like, at the time, I like, I thought to myself, that's a badass picture. They look really intimidating, you know. Yeah, and that's the problem, right? That's yeah. the problem. A cop should not look intimidating. They're the police. You're supposed to be like, these guys are friendly. But the problem is you have innocent people who've never committed a crime in their life. They see a police car and they're like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? So we do a lot of, there's all kind of marketing things. And then also um, movies, TV, music, you know, hate the police, fuck the police and all this kind of stuff. It paints this image. And also the police help themselves. Like um, in the 80s, which a group that made police policing notorious was the LA LA uh, LA Police Department's crash team? You know, the movie Colors was about them, and uh, the, the LA Police Department's crash team was notoriously this racist group of cops who would just like drive freaking pseudo tanks into people's front doors. They were just ridiculous, man. And they had their their on their badge on their sleeve, their logo was like a skull, and it was like LA crash, you know, and it was like one of the most hardcore. Um, police units out there at the time. I'm sure there are more now, but at the time they were like hardcore and they're notorious. Um, so there's, you know, but they, so many things are based around stuff they did. So many things you see about crooked cops and stuff is based around crash. Um, I'm definitely worth Googling if you haven't heard of them. Um, they did some good, they did some bad, you know, but it's pretty, it's pretty nuts, man. So you just kind of, I think we've done a lot to demonize cops and cops have done a lot to demonize cops and they did stuff to protect themselves from us. But in the process, it separated themselves. So cops stopped being a member of the community or a member of society, someone who stood next to you. And they, they came out to be someone who stood behind you watching you, you know? Yeah. As we all know, um, one of my favorite uh, YouTube podcasters is Joe Rogan and he had, a former Baltimore police officer on his podcast a few months ago. Um, and he was talking about, uh, you know, life as a cop. And at least in Baltimore, the basically lack of reform over the past few decades, because he was going through some old files and, uh, you know, there were sort of guidelines as to which neighborhoods uh, have which, you know, social problems, drug problems, how to police them. And then he looked at the current files and they were like the exact same thing. So he was like, nothing has changed in the last 35 years. Why? So I, I don't know if there's a lack of desire to it's better old the police force or, or it's, it's just it's old, old thinking. It's old thing. I mean, look at it like this. When you go to the motor vehicle administration, Probably not today, but up until a few years ago, they still, and I think they still do, accept facts as a viable option to receive stuff. And in some cases, certain places demand facts. They demand you have things faxed to them. Okay. Um, the reason I just mentioned that is because 
it's a sign of old thinking throughout the entire like human human system, right? It's a human problem. We think old about everything. Like like Evan starts a new job. The person who trains him says we do it by facts. We use or we use this machine to do it. So Evan's entire career, he's going to use that machine until someone higher up notices there's a problem, which they may never, and they say, oh, there's a better machine, better option out there, or Evan says there's a better option and goes out of his way to try to get his higher-ups to invest in it. Otherwise, but most people don't do that. Most people go to the job, work, and go home. So what happens is you have these old techniques that they become like part of the whole mythos of doing this job. And the same thing, police, police come in. You know, nobody even invests money into like finding new ways to do stuff. The only thing they invest money into is new weapons, new non-lethals, and new, and new riot shields and getting military equipment for police. Nobody says, let's look at the psychology of this. You know, why are people doing this? Do we need community policing? Is that a thing? What, what happened? What was happening in 1930 that didn't happen now? You know, why is it that crimes against police and, and police brutality have risen since those years. I'm sure they haven't. I'm sure we just didn't know. I'm sure it's happened like crazy back then too. But, you know, it's like there's this whole idea of the friendly neighborhood police officer back then that we don't have now. Like nobody has it. You know, it's like, how have we gotten away from that? But nobody's asking these critical questions. Yeah. Yep. I've uh, I've noticed cops myself just when I go to lunch or something and I see a cop like where I'm eating they're, you know, they're wearing this huge, like, tactical vest and all this stuff, and I'm yeah, like, and whatever happened to just wearing a plain uniform? Like, yeah, these yeah. guys are, like, amped up and wearing all this tactical gear and stuff. Like, they're going to, you know, they're going to bust through someone's door at a moment's notice, you know? Yeah, and here's a question. How many times do police get attacked with something that something that, that they need more powerful and to go through a, a uh, regular bulletproof vest? Like, how often does someone get attacked attack with rifle rounds? Like, why do cops and ceramic plates all the time? You know, I don't have a problem with them having protection. But it's like when that whole thing happened in, and I think that was one of the turning points, that whole thing happened in L.A. where those guys did that heat, you know, that heat, I wouldn't say heat style, but I think heat was modeled after them, where they were all, all armored up, and they went in and had this, like, running, driving, walking gun battle with police. And you can just see the bullets bouncing off them. I don't know if you guys remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So after that, police in L.A. started carrying assault rifles in the backs of their cars. Okay. And, and anything, they needed heavier stuff than a shotgun. So they were equipped for that. But that's a one-off rare occasion. Like that stuff never happens. You know, cops don't need, um, they should have it at the hand, ready, I guess. But they don't need a freaking tactical vest with ceramic plates. You know, a regular bulletproof vest is fine. You know, they don't need anything else because how often do cops get hit with a freaking AK-47 or an M-16 or an M-4? It never happens, mm-hmm. you know? So, I don't know. There's lots of – it's like, light, like lightning. How many times have you been struck by lightning in your life? Never, you know? But these guys act like they're about to get hit by lightning every day all the time. And it's ridiculous. And it, it paints this mental image outside to people that it's like, oh, time to go to war. You know? So cops stop being cops and start being soldiers. And then also to boot, you have an influx of soldiers from Iraq and Afghanistan who are all becoming cops. And even though they say, hey, 
you're not a soldier anymore, now you're a police officer, it's time to use this different kind of training because soldiers don't police civilians for important reasons, you know? Instead, but, but, the, but the reality is those guys are going to rely on the tools to help them survive Iraq and Afghanistan, you know? Yeah. And so they, so they come back and they do that, and here we are. Yeah. In um, the conversation Mike and I had last night, there was also some talk about um, psych evaluations. And undoubtedly, you have to do one when you become a cop. But I think it would be a good idea to have a yearly one. Because you can, you can say it's not a cop, but you can start a new job. Um, be nice and fresh and, and calm and everything. But if it quickly turns hectic and life-threatening, you're a different person, you know, a couple months in. So imagine if you're 10 years into that, you're, you might be like every single day on edge, ready to shoot someone just because. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Yeah. I believe they should definitely have a follow-up. I mean, I don't know if they have follow up in the in in real life. I know that in like you know, of course, this doesn't mean anything, but like in Law and Order and stuff, anytime someone gets like shot or yeah, isn't it anytime or, an officer discharges their weapon, they have to talk to someone? Yeah, exactly. So, well, they should be talking to someone anyways, right? Also, um, it's probably not everywhere but i think a lot of um male cops if you ever see like a a super jacked police officer working around there's a very good chance they're on steroids which can cause hormone and anger issues are are you just saying that are you (laughs) or is there some numbers or something behind that oh i have no i have no uh uh what's the word empirical evidence at hand well i I mean I, i think I think if you, I'll be completely honest with you. If my job was to carry a gun all day, I'd be like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. that's how I feel all the time. So, and I, let's be honest with you. Let's be honest. Anytime you have a job where they give you tools, you're like, I can't wait to use this tool. You know, that's yeah. just human nature. You know, like, you know, I, I don't think, I think everybody goes, I think I'm sure everybody in their logical brain is like, I know that using this gun could mean the end of someone's life and I never want to use this gun. But at the same time, whenever they go, you, you see cops, you see it all the time. Like you'll see a cop like doing a traffic stop. They have their hand on their gun, mm-hmm. you know, not because it's a good place to rest your hand, but because that's like the place where their brain thinks to take their hand because they're some deep subconscious thing is like, Oh, I could, you know, I may need this. I may th- I may need this tool. And and here's the thing, right? Someone has to look at the statistics. How often do cops get in gunfights? You know, when they need they need their gun. You know, it does happen. Of course it happens. It happens a fair amount, but you know, they have to look. Like, like the thing is we're not looking at the numbers, right? Nobody looks at the numbers of this stuff. Like do cops does do all cops need guns? Do cops need regular training on guns? Is the mandatory training enough? You know, do cops need training on you know, how it, how, you know, how you should carry yourself as a police officer in public, how you should speak to the public, you know, um, do cops do PR training? Do the people who do PR for cops need to be trained on sensitivity? 
You know, uh, who knows? I mean, we, we need to look at all these facts because you have an armed group of people who have guns and who are just kind of haphazardly and accidentally shooting random people. You know, Tamir Rice got shot within two seconds of the cop getting out of his car. Yeah. You know, 13-year-old or 14-year-old something with a toy gun. Now, look, I'll be the first one to tell you, if a kid walks outside with a toy, brandishing a toy gun, he is applying for the Darwin Awards. You know, you should not walk outside with a gun in your hand, toy or otherwise, because if a cop sees it, they're going to say, okay, something's up, something's going on, you know? But the fact is this cop got out of his car, literally reached across the hood and shot Tamir Rice. You know, I don't think any words were exchanged or nothing. He just shot him. So the question you got to ask yourself is, you know, who are these people who are armed walking around our society who are supposed to protect and serve and really they're, you know, harass and control, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the other thing, um, James, and I think we talked about this uh, the other day. You know, we did exactly what you just said, protect and serve. I think a lot of cops forget that, and they have this whole, you know, like you were saying, I got to get home, I got to get home, get home safe. You know, I got to get home to my wife and daughter or whatever, you know, or wife and, or, you know, or if it's a woman cop, the opposite, you know, whatever. whatever. But, (laughs) but. Um, I'm sure most cops are still men, but, um, but we know they're women cops. There's, um, you know, and, but cops need to realize this is a dangerous job and they've elected to do this. No one, no one twisted the arm and said, you have to be a cop. You have to put your life on the line. You know, they've elected to do this job. And of course it comes with a lot of risk. And, and I'm not saying, you know, be stupid and just be like, oh, I'm just going to walk into a gunfight or something, you know. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, be, be stupid about it, but this whole, you know, like they should be willing to sacrifice their life for the life of an innocent civilian, right? Yeah. To me, that's what being a cop is. Yeah. And I don't think that's that's what's going on right now. I mean... Maybe that's the case in the vast majority, but the cases we've been seeing, I don't think that's what these cops are thinking. Well, and I think this is like of the. I think this is part of the, the kind of thing that we, we've done, is you know. I don't know who's doing it, but you know, cops have this thing battered into their head, right? Just get home alive. You know, your, you know, your life is the most important. You know, you've got to take care of yourself. You're the only one who has your back out there. It's you and your brothers. We're a team. It's only us. Just the police force. We're the only one who have your back. You know, and once they start thinking like that, then you start to build this whole situation in their brain, in a cop's brain. It's just a new, a new cadet's brain or whatever it's like. Okay, well, you know, this is my family. So, one, that means if they shoot somebody, I'm going to lie for them. Two, if I shoot somebody, they're going to lie for me. And three, I might have to shoot somebody because that might be the only way to get home and not talk my way out of the situation, not talk the situation down, not use non-lethals. We have to shoot somebody. And that's, so that's the problem. Like you have all these guys who are like, oh yeah, I got to get home. I got to get home. And we talk like, just like you said, Michael, we talked about this, right? You know, your job is not to get home. Your job is, and look, I'm not saying I'm a proponent of cops dying. I'm not. My dad was a cop for 24 years. You know, I want every cop to go home every night. But just like, a, and I forgot, um, DF's girlfriend, IB, said, 
what about firefighters? Firefighters, everyone believes firefighters like my life for yours. And 9-11, they prove that, right? Firefighters died like by the handfuls in that building, trying to go up back again for more people. So, you know, but that's firefighters, right? Like we kind of feel like a firefighter's job is to save lives. We all associate that, firefighters with that. But police, we don't, you know, um, because it seems it's just different. You know, we feel like it's different in our brains. We've been like kind of programmed that, oh, cops going to get home alive. And, you know, their job is not to protect people, but it is like they're supposed to be the one. They're the thin blue line that stands between the dark. That's their job. You know, that's what the whole blue line thing is about. If you ever wonder why there's a blue line and dark on both sides, really it should be a blue line and one side is dark and one side is light. But instead, it's a blue line going down the middle of two dark things. So what does that, even that signature tell you? You know what I mean? How they feel about either side. It's the thin blue line between in the, in the dark. You know what I mean? I have a slightly differing opinion. So for military personnel, um, give your, your life in the line of duty to save someone. Absolutely. Firefighters, very much the same. Um, a police officer's job is to uphold the law they don't owe you they don't have to save you from anything they don't have to like intervene you know that's not actually part of their job if they do you know very grateful but i i don't personally feel that it's their job to put their life before yours or the other way around i get where you're coming from but the thing is if the police, if the police weren't armed, then I would say, yeah, you're right. They're not armed. So it's their job. They have to do what they can to keep us safe. And, you know, I still believe they should come between us and the, and the, and the, and the, and the, and the mob, but, you know, but they are they're more equipped to do so. Yeah. Yeah. They're armed. So it's like, if they say, Hey, we don't want you guys to have guns. We have guns. So we're going to protect you. Well, guess what? Protecting people means, Sometimes you have to give your life for them, you know? Now, look, the situations, those situations don't happen all the time. But the thing is, if you take a guy like Freddie, like if you have the mindset that I am protecting people, it doesn't have to be giving my life for them, but protecting people, okay? And that all the good guys, bad guys, everybody deserves for me to follow the law. And there's not a law in the books in America right now that gives anybody the right to execute people or to give people a rough ride or any of that stuff, okay? Um, or to use illegal, um, or not illegal, but against policy police tactics to choke people out or whatever. There's no law in the books that says that. So if you take that situation and then you, and you say, if you look at the law and you say, okay, it's your job to uphold the law, fine. Then that means, yo, you got to protect people. And that means protect Freddie Gray. When, you, when, you, when Freddie Gray runs and you chase him and you arrest him for no reason and you give him a rough ride, okay? You know what I mean? If the guy gets in the back of the car, back of the car and his back's broken, you know, or whatever, and he dies, what happened? Mm-hmm. Okay? No one found anyone guilty. He died of magic. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, or, or the guy, Eric Garner, you know? He was selling cigarettes. That illegally. was fucked up. Okay? Cops dogpiled him, choked him out. The guy's like, I can't breathe, and he died on the spot. Okay? What the hell? You know? What the hell? It takes like six, six cops to seduce, seduce some guy. 
to subdue a black guy again because black guys are superhumans and we are like not regular people you know so it's 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 it's, i get what you're saying you're right but you know when i took a hard look at one hard look at it myself because i I mean i know lots of cops you know i play airsoft and a lot of airsofters are cops and things like that and i and i want my friends to come back alive i really do but you know they have to protect everybody you know and protect the law you know it's not their job to to be the executioner it's not their job to you know pull the final trigger knowing that uh i'm trained to kill and i'm going to kill somebody you know like they're like they're trained to put people down when you pull the gun out like when a cop pulls his gun out yo you're going to die mm-hmm. you know they're not trained to give glancing blows they shoot center mass to destroy your heart and chest cavity that's what they're doing okay this is not about like Oh, I'll wound them. They don't wound anybody. <laughs> you know, yeah. if you get shot by a cop like four times, you survive. Yo, you're lucky, dude. You're lucky. Let me shoot okay. him in the toe so he can't run as fast. Yeah, no, they don't do that. <laughs> so that's the thing. Like these people, they're trained to kill. They're they're pulling they're pulling the trigger on people's lives. And if it's them versus a criminal, yo, the cops should win every time. But if it's them in a, in a and they're chasing someone because you ran, because you ran is not a viable excuse. If they, it'd be one thing if they saw him dealing drugs, but just because they say, well, people on this corner deal drugs, and if they run, they might be dealing drugs. That's not, no, no, no. You can't take logical leaps like that and be like, oh, okay, let's just put these things together. No, that's not how this, not how the law works. If you took that information to a court, they'd laugh you at the court. Right. You know? So, good. I have one final comment on their, um, on the motto, the protect and serve motto. I think it definitely used to be like protect and serve in parentheses, the community. Um, but now it's, it, it seems to trend more towards protect and serve in parentheses, the police department. Uh, yeah, probably so. Probably so. I think that's fair, but yeah, I mean, I don't think it means anything anymore. You know, I, I'm, I'm afraid of cops. I avoid them at all costs. When I see them, I slow down. I, I don't drive. I stopped. I changed the whole way I drive because of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't. I do everything I can in my life to avoid them. And, and that means following the law in a strict accordance in many cases, which I guess is a good thing. But, you know, like, I don't feel like there would be a helpful aspect, a helpful addition to my life. Like, I know if I call, ever call, have to call a cop, I want to make sure 100% I am completely in the right before I do you know, with zero questions or dark corners, you know, that want to be able to shine a light on every aspect of my life and be like, oh, this guy's totally clean because I don't want to be, you know, because when cops see me, they see a threat. You know, that's proven time and time again in my own life and in everything else I've seen. So I don't, I don't want to give them an opportunity. You know, and it's sad people say it. People probably think, oh, he feels like that because, you know, you know, of everything's happening now, but that's how I've been before me this happened before we had the internet to shine a light on all these like, um, uh, killings before we had Facebook to say, Oh, this is happening. And Facebook live and stuff before we had any of that, this, you know, this was a reality for me, you know, I avoided them like the plague then. So it's unfortunate. I, I personally think, Cops. So the the thing that's ridiculous to me that I've read before, and I'm not sure if this is every police department or what, but cops are trained. So every cop is trained to have a gun, 
and has a gun, but not every cop is trained and has a taser. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense to me. It's, to me, it should be the opposite. Yes, I totally agree with you. Um, I definitely think less lethal options should be used more. Um, and we talked about this, James. I mean, yeah, some people won't get stopped by a taser, you know. Okay, fine, but 90% will, maybe 95% will. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know what, that's pretty good. Not everyone gets stopped by a bullet either. Yeah. So, I mean. I wonder if it has anything to do with the, the range of a gun versus the range of a taser. That probably has to do it too. Well, a handgun, the range isn't even that great. And you cops, know. cops aren't training to shoot people at 100 yards. With a, they're shooting, what, like 25 yards? You know, they're they're not gonna shoot it. They're not gonna shoot it. It's not a movie. They're not gonna shoot guys like. Can I hit him? Uh, I was in the right. shooting team. Yeah, Take into account that. the wind and the curvature of the earth. Yeah, they don't do that. <laughs> no, like all these encounters we've seen, how close were the cops? Yeah, five within, feet. I mean, yeah, yeah with, within twenty feet of every every time. Every every time. And also, other less lethal options would be things like. I don't know if we could get guns. Now, I know they do this like shotguns and stuff, but maybe a reduced form factor, you know, like some kind of handgun style, like, you know, beanbag rounds or whatever it is, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, those usually are rubber bullets or whatever it is. You know, I know those, if you get hit with one of those, it sucks. No, what they need to do is like somebody needs to make knockout gas. Like, why isn't that a thing yet? Yeah, you you could make... Um, what do they have to do for the for the military? It's not it's not mustard gas because that's deadly. It's some other thing. Like you put in a gas mask and you breathe in, and like you fucking choking on it. You could probably make some rounds that would disperse a small amount of that. Well, they have um, the well, they pepper, have pepper spray. spray and yeah, they have the they have the pepper spray uh, paintballs. But mm -hmm. I was thinking about that, but that would make it impossible for cops to handle guys. You know, unless they took the pepper spray paintballs, shot them, and then dumped, then like poured a gallon of milk on them so they could handle them. You know, <laughs> right? Which would be hilarious. I'd love to watch that interaction. <laughs> um, the other thing is, and we talked about this the other day too, just like batons and things like that. You know, yeah. they could use that stuff. I mean, yeah, that would suck too. But hey, it's rather Don't than getting shot. Those? No, they can't use those anymore, man. No more billy clubs. Yeah, because because of what it does to people. Like gives them concussions. Yeah, it gives them concussions, beats the crap out of them, yeah, breaks their orbital socket. I mean, they, yeah, people can freaking wreck with those things. That's the problem. And who wants to like we talked like me and Michael we talked about this with uh, Dave and Inga. It's like if you see if you see um, a video of a cop wailing on a guy with a billy club, what are you immediately gonna think? You're not gonna think, oh, he's beating. He's holding back this murderer with only a billy club. You're gonna think, yeah. Oh my what god, what a hero! This, this cop's a murderer. He's gonna murder this guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. But like I said, I'd rather be beat up than dead. They need to figure out the brown note. They need to fire a gun that shoots the brown note at criminals, yeah. or they just shit themselves. That'd be amazing. Well, they were supposed to be working on the microwave thing, auditory. Weapons or acoustic weapons or whatever. I feel like somebody went blind. Or no, is that from a book? <laughs> someone went blind from the microwave gun? Oh, I don't know. That's probably, well, 
maybe no higher than an actual handgun, but I was going to say it's probably a higher risk of collateral damage. Yeah. I know the, the Army has a microwave, a microwave tank that shoots, not microwaves, but it shoots something that shoots makes you... Shoots popcorn. Yeah. No, it shoots, it shoots um, something, some sound or something that makes you, like, instantly ill. Like, you just have to run away from it. But it's, like, good for crowd control because it's an aerial, aerial, aerial denial weapon, weapon instead of, like, a, you can't, like, shoot one person with it. Yeah. But, Evan, we talked about this, uh, or we, we saw this recently where a guy was, a guy was on the ground a black guy and he was like I guess he was trying to help this other guy who was like a autistic guy yeah oh yeah nice shot. and the, and the guy had his hands up he was like please don't shoot me please don't shoot me I don't have a gun please don't shoot me and then the cops tried to shoot the other guy who shouldn't have been shot either right cuz he wasn't doing anything except being autistic or whatever and they of course they missed him and shot the black guy who was like don't shoot me mhm so <laughs> Yeah, you know the cops can very much you know miss and shoot shoot wasn't people a, by accident. You know, wasn't the black guy like on the ground or something? Oh yeah, they were both sitting down. They were both yeah, sitting so, down on the ground. Yep. Did they prove that the cops missed him? I thought the cops shot him, and they were like, "Oh shit!" Supposedly, the cops were aiming at the other guy and shot him by accident. But well, really which is no better. <laughs> Yeah, that's horrible. That's yeah, a, those are just bad cops. Yeah, like, why are they shooting anyone? You know. Here's but, the thing. Here's the thing. We live in a world that's like really huge, so you could walk around somebody to get better aim. Okay, why not use a taser? Why not just fucking like call like twenty five cops and just dogpile these motherfuckers? Like, there's so many things you can do to people who have their hands up. You know, I know the autistic guy had his hands in his pockets, but he's busy there looking autistic. I mean, just fucking. Take just take a little risk, and that's a problem. That's what we talked about. That's where we got the whole idea from, like protect and serve. And it's not your job to get home. Your first priority should not be get home, get home alive, but get home alive and protect. Make sure you protect your charge. You know, get that's, get everyone home alive. Yeah, that's that's the thing. And, and the thing is, so cops have this idea in their head where they're like, they're like, I'm going to. Uh, they have this idea in their head where they're like. I'm going to do a uh, fuck. I forget what I was gonna say. They they uh yeah they're risk averse. That's what I'm saying. Cops are risk averse. Like they take no risk, no chances. They're like, oh, don't take a chance. Just shoot him. Put him down. You know they never take any risks. That's the problem. So you have this black guy with his hands up who's totally, and you have an autistic guy who's clearly autistic, clearly like something's wrong with him, and they're like, oh, we're gonna shoot somebody. Like why is that your option? You know, take a fucking risk. You know, what happens to the days when you see guys in the movies, cops walk up unarmed and, like, talk the bad guy down? Like, those cops don't exist in real life. You know, instead they're like, no, just shoot him. It's fucking ridiculous, man. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I don't know what the what the solution is, but going to have to do something, man. Shit's getting out of hand. Yeah. Need more psych uh, psyche valves. Yep, you got that. Yep, I agree. All right. Good talk. Mm-hmm. The next we have Stranger Danger. I put a couple things in here. I don't know if you guys saw any stories this week that were interesting regarding any like security issues or anything. I didn't even pay attention. 
Okay. Fair enough. That's what I generally do with uh, computer and IT security. I just don't pay attention and it. I assume it doesn't exist or it goes away. It's a great way to do your job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so two things. One, there's a critical flaw sound found in OpenSSL. So OpenSSL, they're always finding flaws in OpenSSL. You always have to keep it up to date. And this is a denial of service attack. So they can, someone can send large specially crafted requests to the server and it can cause, it basically causes a memory, a memory issue on the server. It says it causes memory exhaustion. So it uses up all the memory and I guess the computer crashes or it hangs or whatever. Hmm. So they've already updated um, yeah, they've already updated OpenSSL, so go ahead and update to the latest version and you should be good. Um, I know we have OpenSSL on a bunch of servers at my job. So I'll have to make sure we get this up to date. It's it's probably the most used uh, way to add SSL to a web server. Yep. All right. Next we have, I have a little article here I put in. Uh, it's really a blog entry. And this guy talks about how everyone should upgrade their SSH keys. So unless you're in the Linux world, you might not be using this. But for instance, at work, I use SSH to communicate with servers a lot. And we have keys set up like, you know, public key, private key to authenticate instead of using the username and password. So <clears throat> it's a little more secure and it can actually make your life easier. You don't have to remember a password or type in a long crazy password or whatever. So that's what we use. And this article just talks about how the keys now have gotten much more advanced, much better. And some of the older keys are being the older ciphers and stuff are being deprecated and you should you should definitely update it to use the newer ciphers and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's about it. They say use DSA or RSA. They're like, don't use DSA or RSA 1024. You know, that's not safe anymore. Really? Yep. RSA 2048. They say Eh, they say it's not bad, but you should probably upgrade that one too. Now, is um, that just? Does that have anything to do with um, all those, like the RSA? Uh, didn't their key fobs get compromised or something like that? Was something leaked a couple years ago? Because <clears throat> isn't isn't generally like thousand twenty four bit encryption actually pretty good? Uh, apparently not. Apparently not. So, In the days of quantum supercomputers, nothing matters anymore. Exactly. The problem is now you can, you can commandeer 100 computers or 1,000 computers or 10,000 computers, and you can, you can use their computing power to crack a key, you know? Right. 
you could either do it legally, like with Amazon, or if you're the University of Pittsburgh or something, and you know you have a million, million computers you can use in the lab, or you can do it illegally uh, by having a botnet with like 10,000 or 50,000 machines and distribute the workload among all your compromised machines and yeah. get a response. So uh, they recommend 4,096. Jesus. And they're like, like the, okay, so why would you use a lower one versus a higher one? A lower one would be used because a higher one would is too intensive compute-wise. Right. Or, you know, we could use the term expensive. It's too expensive. You know, like it uses too much CPU, too much processing power. Maybe it's slower. Mm -hmm. But that's not really the case anymore with modern computers. Right. So there's really no reason not to use a stronger key. Um, and then they also mention different ciphers. So they're talking about RSA 4, 4096, but there's also ones called ECDSA, which is elliptic curve. And now there's another one they're talking about called ED, which I haven't even heard of before. Erectile dysfunction ciphers. Oh. Whoa, no, no. This one's, wow. I'm going to have to read read up on this. It's It uses, so they're calling it ED25519. Okay. <laughs> instead of, you know, RSA256 or whatever, you know. And it's something called, it says it uses twisted Edward curves. And there's a there's a Wikipedia link for what are twisted Edwards curves. AKA double helix DNA molecules for, as ciphers. Evan, this is your math guy. Maybe you yeah. can read up on do, this. And, uh, do math. And uh, let us know. It says in algebraic geometry, mm -hmm. the twisted Edwards curves are plane models of elliptic curves. And... There, uh, this is a generalization of Edwards curves introduced by Bernstein et al. 2007 and named after Harold M. Edwards. Ah, good old Harold. Mm hmm. So, yeah, it's a relatively new, I guess, model or whatever, whatever you call it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they talk about it on here, but it's. Whatever it is, whatever it means, stronger math. So, cool. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting for me to read through. Mm -hmm. I'll put a, I'll put another link under extras, um, just for that. Thank you. Yep, so that's all I had for stranger danger. If you guys don't have anything else for that, I do not. Okay, well, let's go ahead and skip on down to the YUM update. Dr. Mm -hmm. Neil Blevins, please take it away. Please say my name correctly. Professor. Dr. Neil Blevins, Esquire. Thank you. Oh. Okay. <laughs> MD, so PhD, RSA, 256. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, add that to my email signature. See how long until it takes someone to comment. Uh, yeah, it's like certified... DS or Ed fucking two five nine one one seven whatever. They're like, oh man, that sounds fancy. Yeah. 
So I stumbled upon uh, a website called dietdoctor.com, which has a lot of uh, very good, actually good looking, low carb and ketogenic recipes. Actually tried making handsome. Yes. Handsome, debonair, well-educated, yeah, fully encrypted, etc. Non non brown. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, there we go. That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tried to make the um, the keto uh, tortillas, but because occasionally I like to speed through recipes and not actually read them, um, the thickener for the batter I was supposed to use like two teaspoons of psyllium husk powder which is just the fiber that thickens everything. Uh, instead, I used two tablespoons, which is like six Ooh. times as much. And I was like, man, this is kind of thick. But I managed to bake them anyways. It, kind of, it was kind of like a flatbread instead of a tortilla. Still not bad. I ate, I ate it all. Huh. Um, but they've got a bunch of like full meals, sides, desserts, condiments, snacks, all kinds of stuff. And most of the recipes are not ludicrous. Hmm. So just a pretty good website if you're... Free website. Yeah. So how do websites make money? They have ads? Um, I don't know. This one is actually showing zero ads from Adblock Plus and only two from AdGuard. Hmm. So I guess you can get a membership, but I don't know what the perks are. I mean, all the recipes that I've gone to are free. What's their angle? <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what are we trying to get here? <laughs> oh, you know what? I forgot. I've got something really good for you guys, and that just reminded me. Okay. So uh, Adblock Plus is in, is in trouble. <laughs> really? Yeah, oh. because they they decided to decide that they're going to figure out how to make money. And oh, yeah. the, the way they make money now is by opening the door to some ads and not all. But so you can – so ad companies will be able to sign up for and pay to get through Adblock get through Adblock Plus. Yeah, they'll be whitelisted. Yeah, they'll be whitelisted automatically. Hmm. I think I remember hearing about this a while ago. Yeah, I think we talked about it like yeah. a month ago. Did we? I think so. Okay. I'll put the article in here. I, I didn't know. Oh, yeah. No, go ahead and put it in there. Um, yeah. I mean, you can't always trust, you know, I mean, of course, some other guy is writing these, you know, add-ons, so who knows what's in there, right? I'm going to put it in the, in the uh, Yum update. Thank you. <laughs> make sure, make, put it in um, Comic Sans size 15, please. I will. I will. <laughs> so, <clears throat> that's interesting. Uh, I've, another way I've seen for blocking ads, which is kind of a more manual process, and I like I like the plug-in method better, or the add-on method better, but the way I've seen, you can also do it. The people make lists that you can download off the internet that you can just add into your hosts file. Oh, that's clever. Yeah, so you add all these domain, you know, fifty domains into your host file and just point them at one twenty seven zero zero one or or whatever. And uh, you know that way all, ad, all ads come from like fifteen twenty companies or whatever. Yeah, you know, doubleclick dot net, blah blah, yeah. whatever, whatever, you know. So they just put all that and all the variants thereof, and there you go. Very so it's, cool. it's another way to do it, but of course you got to keep your thing up to date, and this and that, blah blah blah, you know. So 
I like that. It's because it's clever. Mm-hmm. James, so, please, please read what you typed and yeah, correct it. I put ad block de blockle. <laughs> <laughs> That's like blapples. Yeah, like blapples. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> de blockle. For anyone watching, we are typing into a show notes. So if you go to our webpage, uh, iopanel.com. Which is totally not our webpage. That's the webpage of a competing site <laughs> that I want you guys to flood with data and bring that it I am shilling for. <laughs> yeah. Our you website know, is iopanelpodcast.com. Yeah, there you go. iopanelpodcast.com. And then you can see that you get access to the show notes from there. So you can see these links to everything we've talked about today. Okay. Just in case you are a new viewer and you did not, you're wondering what I'm typing into. Yes. And you can see my hilarious titles and Michael's very lame ones. So Thank you. Um, so you tried some stuff from this weight doc, diet doctor. You're pretty pleased. Yeah, I've, made, I've made one recipe so far. They have another one for uh, some like things that are supposed to be like noodles. It's not going to be like spaghetti or anything, but if you've ever had, uh, I think it's called spatzel. It's, it's kind of like, awesome. yeah, I think it's going to be kind of like that. That's what, Spoople. that's what it looks like. Mike, have you ever had that? Spoople? No, not Spoople. Spetzel. <laughs> no. They're like Spetzel. little, like two inch dough noodles kind of thing. Hmm. It's really good. Okay. Like you take the dough, push it through a, like a grater, like a spetzel, like this is a spetzel. Spetzelizer. thing. Yeah, and you dump it in the boiling water and you make these little noodles. I've had it once before. It's pretty good. Yeah. I thought you said then you throw it in the garbage and that's it. Like, <laughs> throw the whole mess, water and all into the trash. Have you seen Have you seen the picture? It's like instructions on how to eat candy corn. Number one, take candy corn out of the bag. Number two, put it in the garbage. Some people apparently actually like candy corn. It's gross. It's okay, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't like seek it out or anything. Yeah, I might eat a couple and be like, "All right, I'm done." So it just comes to the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm, so a, I'm going trick or treating this year. Fuck it. No, I'm kidding. As a clown? <clears throat> oh, I am a clown. Get get arrested. Mm-hmm. I'll oh, go yeah. as a cop and get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> I still got all my all my gear. Mm-hmm. From my time in the in the service. No, from my t- <laughs> from my from last year's costume. So I could uh I could very well be arrested. Yes. Yeah, very good. I mean Take some people hat. looked at me and they're like, Are you a cop? <laughs> I'm like, no. So I guess I'm not allowed to answer that. Yeah. I guess it was Convincing enough to some people to so to a couple, couple drunk people, you know. Yeah. Um, you should have gotten pictures last year with that costume with some cops, though. You and Jamie should have done that. Like found some cops and gotten some pictures with them. That'd been awesome. That would have been funny. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's always this year. So. Mm-hmm. Uh. Okay. So I put an article in here. Scientists have found. They've they found a way. So, gentlemen, we can stop our dieting. Mm-hmm. 
they found a way for us to get all the benefits, the health benefits of exercise without actually exercising. Now, I did not read this article, but does it have to do with brown fat? Uh, I don't believe so. Okay. James is cringing, but brown fat is a thing. It is in your body right now. But sorry, continue. So they have basically they've found a they've created a drug that gives you the health benefits of exercise. So they've developed a so they, they basically they found out there's a there's an enzyme or something that turns off certain genes that are that need to be turned on to burn fat. Uh-huh. So they were they've they found a way to to genetically engineer or genetically manipulate the fat burning genes and turn them on. Mhm. Ah, cats attacking me. Um another thing I would like to see is a uh, mm-hmm. a a practical publicly available genetic modification um kit to the well yes kit that uh you can turn off the uh, something called a myostatin inhibitor mm-hmm. and i guess myostatin is the the mechanism your body uses to determine when to stop building muscle so if you turn that if you ever see the pictures of like the cow it's like 700 pounds of fucking jacked ass muscle with no fat on it, like a bull or dogs or something like that. Um, they have a genetic mutation to where they have no myostatin inhibitor. So the body just keeps building muscle. I see. That's awesome. We need that so you can barely walk. Yeah. So you can be like, so your arms can't I mean, go down. <laughs> That's what Evan wants. Yeah. I want to walk around looking like a T. Yeah, but I mean, that'd be cool to be able to control that. When is this coming out? When can I pick it up? Can I go to GNC and get some now, Michael? Unfortunately. Is it, is it just a steroid? Well, unfortunately. Um, still being tested. So. The sad truth is that the only known sample is aboard the uh, Chinese space station. Oh. Oh, there you go. Yeah. It happens. Sorry, guys. China strikes again. <laughs> mm-hmm. And last but not least, I want to talk to you guys about Keto Chow. So I've mentioned it in the past that I'm going to be using this to uh, try to lose weight in our little bet here, our Mm -hmm. little wager. And I recently discovered, I didn't know they were re-engineering Keto Chow. They're modifying the formula slightly. So the Keto Chow that's being sent out now, they're calling version 1.5. And... The main difference is Less that, heroin. Yeah. <laughs> they put straight cocaine in it now. No. Um, <laughs> they So they used to use psyllium husk, which we just heard Evan talking about. Yep. They took that out, and now they put in something called acacia gum. Acacia gum. Mm-hmm. And they added also more xanthan gum. Yep. So I think this is going to give a better texture 
to the mix and improve if you have any GI issues, it's going to help with that. Mm-hmm. So, like GI issues, like what? Like if you're in the army, it's good. No, it's um <laughs> gastrointestinal. <laughs> yes, GI diarrhea. Yes, exactly. I don't think it will have that much of an effect. I think that aspect uh, has more to do with the the magnesium content, as I mentioned to you privately. Well, thank you for making it public. Um, no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so explain to me about the magnesium, Evan, for all our listeners. Uh, it's a supplement, and one of its, one of its designed features is that it attracts water, mm-hmm. quote-unquote water, as it goes through your system. So um, if you take too much, then your body is like, okay, dump it all. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that very scientifically, of course, but that's what happens when you take too much magnesium. All, all the water comes out. Well, why would we take magnesium in the first place? It's, it is a supposedly essential electrolyte that you would normally get in foods. It's just if you take it in supplement form, it's more concentrated and you get more than you would have in your your typical diet. Hmm. Yeah. I see. So wait, 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 explain to me as a keto chow non-initiate, what does this, what does this mean to keto chow? Which part? The shitting part or the psyllium so, husk and oh, gum so, part? Okay, so magnesium means tons of shitting. Yeah. Well, it could. Right, it could. It could, um, but these other things are supposed to help with that also. I help prevent that. So. By thick, thickening up your bowels. So let's be frank here. You did this for how long? You did it for a week, right, Michael? Not at all. I did it for, for one day. One oh, day? Mm-hmm. I thought you had a week's what? worth. I thought you did at least three days' worth. Nope. I bought a sample pack, which has one of every flavor. Oh. Yeah. So that is good for each one flavor is good for one meal. And they sent me like six or seven flavors. So you did have six meals. I did not. Because <laughs> when you spent all weekend moving. How did you overeat keto chat? No, I didn't overeat anything. <laughs> I made meals. And then I realized this isn't going to work because we were moving all freaking weekend with Orion. And I picked the exact wrong day to start the keto chow. So, yeah. So, no, I never got back on it. (laughs) I'm going to get back on it starting tonight. I'm going to make another batch because I still have all these samples left. And I'm going to start bringing that for breakfast and lunch tomorrow. Evan, what flavor was the best flavor? I liked uh, the rich chocolate and the snickerdoodle. Uh, Mike got one called it was like uh, chocolate fudge or rich fudge or something also, which I don't think I ever tried. How was that, but Michael? I haven't had it. How, oh, I thought you had that one the, the what day. What did you try? The one called Runny Poo? I had rich chocolate and I had yeah. Snickerdoodle. Okay, okay right. How was, how was the Snickerdoodle? Only two I've had. They how both, both tasted like nothing. Oh. So I to me, so. I, don't, I don't know what's going on with him. To me, rich chocolate <laughs> tasted like a Wendy's Frosty. Okay. 
and Snickerdoodle tasted like graham crackers and milk. Do you think Snickerdoodle was good? I liked it, yes. Is it worth $80 to pick it up over $65 for any of the other ones? Um, if you like graham crackers and milk, unless something has changed, because when I bought it, uh, it was probably it was probably eight months ago now. So unless something in the recipe has drastically changed since then. Dude, I can't be having money poops during work, though, man. Well, you're gonna. That's not acceptable. <laughs> I, need control. I need control of my bowels. Then go back to your all-meat diet and fucking shit out oh. submarines one, twice a week. I'm in Red October. I've in my fucking lower track. Yeah. <laughs> um, but James, the, now yeah. I had I had this issue, but I I had it for one day, so I didn't give my chance, my body a chance to adjust. Nothing, you know. See, I, yeah, I, I it it takes more than one day, my friend. I'm just I telling know, you now. I did soiling for a week straight, and I didn't have any problems. My soil doesn't give you any kind of a weird poo. Well, maybe you'll be fine then. Maybe I'm, you know, you know me. I'm always shitting. So, yeah, you have a loose. Your system's like you it's like a, a like system is like. I bet you if they like do a, if you ever get a, a an autopsy, enema, no, an enema, they're gonna be like, wow, you're, you're you're so clean. Like it's like a skate, like a skating rink in there. It's like all smooth and everything's like, <laughs> shoot, right through. Like yeah. Michael eats a sub, he eats a sandwich, and then like a half an hour, like, I gotta go poop. You know, he's <laughs> like. Well, then, like, like it just like right through his system, man. Mm-hmm. I envy that, and also I'm very afraid of it. <laughs> no, it's not a good thing. I I used to have that, but it, it, that also has to do with how much you eat in a sitting. Uh, if you have smaller portions, it's much less of an issue. I've found. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, but there's something. It's called like instant, um, peristaltic response or something. Hmm. Related to IBS, but not the same thing. It's like so as soon as, if you have like a big meal, your body starts. So, let me start here. the The process that moves food through your digestive tract, like intestines and everything. It's I think it's called. I'm going to call it a peristaltic response. It's like the the waves that move that move the the food through. So, in certain people, if you have a big meal. As soon as your body detects that you've eaten a lot, it starts that process. Hmm. So it's like, all right, get this, get the whole thing out. Interesting. So I so, got that going on, huh? If you could speed that up, then you could just eat on the toilet. Yeah. That'd oh, I've I've had that problem before too. Oh, had you had that problem before? Well, I mean, That's... I was like sitting there eating. And I was like halfway through my my burrito or whatever, and I was like, I gotta take a shit. <laughs> right. So you took your burrito with you and finished it on the toilet. No, I, I, left it, <laughs> I left my meal in the break room. That's a and, problem. And I went to go do what I had to do. And, uh, my, yeah. Michael says, "Doesn't sound like a problem to me. Sounds like an opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like a solution. That's right." Yeah. Oh God. So eat, eat smaller and eat slower. Yeah. It's much less of an issue. Well, that's you if you eat slower, then you also are less. The food fills you up faster too. Is that true? Is that is our like an old wives' tale? It fills you up better. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. it so, takes like 20 minutes for you to feel full. Yeah. So it's a, it's a race. How much can I eat in 20 minutes before mm-hmm. I want to fucking die? Well, you know, we've all, we've all been there, right, Michael? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You can go to the freaking fast food in North Carolina and the puking in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> but there wasn't fast food at all. Yeah. Just nope. It wasn't all I mean, food. it went down fast. Yeah, it yeah. went down fast. Yep. Absolutely. Good times. So, well, yeah. Report back whenever you get your, your month so, and try so, it for a week. So the uh, the well, just let me ask a couple more questions about this. Mm-hmm. Now I'm looking at the site. The uh, Michael, you got the forty five dollar multi pack, correct? Um, I don't know what you mean. You got the forty five the for the, your sample pack. It was a keto chow for the keto chow? Try every sample, all the things. Yes. Okay, and it's forty five dollars, and it has all the flavors in it. Um, is I'm that, looking at it's forty four dollars, but yes, sure. Yeah, forty four. Yeah, forty four dollars. Does it? Did that give you? Um, and that gives you seven like, meals worth. So is it seven days? Is it like one bag is one day of food? No, no it's one meal. Okay, so how many meals do they advise you have? Three. Mm, yeah. Yes, three meals a day. Okay, so it's two days worth. Of- yeah. Okay. Yes, All two right. days and a day and a meal, <laughs> I guess. Okay. Or you could split it up and do, you know, two two of those, uh, two meals a day, and then you know, a, a steak for dinner or some chicken or broccoli for dinner or a nor- whatever, you know, just cook dinner. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, you know, it's like, uh, what is it, Jenny Craig or something, or <laughs> what was the one? Like a shake for breakfast, another for lunch, and a sensible dinner. Yeah, I remember that. That <laughs> was one of those things. I don't remember which one now. Slim fast? Maybe. Yeah, slim fast. That's probably what it is, yeah. All right, and Michael, what flavors did you try that you liked? And, oh, no, both the flavors you had, they taste like nothing to you. Mm-hmm. Okay, but we, we've already decided that your nose, your sense of smell is gone, and if your sense of smell is gone, your taste buds are gone. Correct. So, yeah, Okay. All the right. strawberry is very artificial tasting. Um, apparently, he used to have one called with like, it's like chocolate peanut butter cup. I don't know if that's still available. That would probably be pretty good. But I did like the uh, rich chocolate and the snickerdoodle. There's one called Minerals. It's just Minerals. Yes, I ordered that also. It's, it doesn't turn out to be much cheaper, but that's the vitamins, electrolytes, and the fiber and stuff all mixed up in a bag. So you choose, you go find your own preferred flavor of, you know, uh, carb-free or low-carb protein powder, a two-pound tub, and dump the the minerals bag in there and mix it up. And then you have, uh, I think that's, I think it's a week's worth. Mm-hmm. So if well, you just, they, they sell a week's worth and a month's worth of yeah, it's still of, ten uh, pounds here, two hundred fifty dollars of yeah. vitamins and minerals. Okay, well, it, like if you have a protein that you know you fucking love, and you don't like any of the choices that he has there, you can just get the minerals and you make it yourself, basically. Can you subscribe to this? Can I get it like every month, like on the money? Probably, but it might depend on. Actually, probably not because um, supply. I'm sure he can't always get an ample supply of everything. Yeah, right. 
Well, I'll try it out. Yeah. So, yeah, the ones I got before, well, not the ones I got before. The ones, so I just ordered a month's worth, and so you can do, you know, every week a different flavor. So I got rich chocolate, gourmet vanilla, chocolate peanut butter, and chocolate fudge. Oh, so you can order. You ordered it. You ordered it. Where's that at? A week at a time. Just order a week, and so do four of them. You know, add it, add it four times or whatever, and they'll give you a discount. Uh, okay, Roger that. Yeah, they they just changed it recently because they used to have buy a month and you pick a flavor for each week, but now they just they just changed it a little bit. But it comes out to the same thing. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget to mention that addition. In addition to uh, eating a, a proper diet, whatever that may be, exercise is also key to living a good life. Just gonna wait on those pills, dude. Okay. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> so I'm just gonna wait on those freaking genetic pills. Getting my genetics altered. Um. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. I'm. I'm waiting on the. Uh, I'm waiting on the limitless drug. Yep. Don't you already have a prescription for that? As I much do. as uh, the government will allow for do, everyday I citizens? I haven't had it in a while. Yeah. I've noticed Jones a difference too. Yeah. No, I'm not Jonesing, but I just noticed a difference in my performance. Very scatterbrained. <laughs> yep. Well, awesome. Uh, moving down to the extra section, just a couple things. One, just a quick mention. Someone was looking through pictures of uh, Phobos, one of Mars's moons, and found like a 90-meter-tall uh, rectangle. They were like, oh, what is this alien structure? So no one really knows, but the chances are it's just a rock that was sheared off of you know a cliff that used to be there or something like that, just a, a type of natural formation. But if you look at it, you're like, oh, that's, a, that's an office building with the shadow casts and everything. So the jury's still out on that. I'm not saying it's aliens, but, you know. It's aliens? It, it's probably aliens. You know, we are the aliens. We probably were on Mars at one time, and we just forgot. Our ancestors forgot. This is the thing on Mars? It's on one of Mars's moons. Oh. But there's also something else on Mars. So that's the mouth breathers? No, mouth breathers is... A, a device by former mixed martial artist Bass Rutan to strengthen your lungs because in his uh, in his mind a lot of fighters who who gas out as they call it basically lose their energy in the later rounds of a fight because they can't get enough uh, oxygen into their system um, they need to strengthen their lungs increase the lung capacity so there are products like this. You see elevation masks, which you see, like, you know, if you see people running on a treadmill in a test lab, they're wearing a weird ass mask to restrict the amount of oxygen that can come in. So his theory on that is that's very good for when you're breathing in to, uh, you know, exercise the diaphragm, which is the muscle that allows you to draw air into your lungs. However, if you restrict the airflow when you exhale, you'll never actually empty your lungs. So there will always be a certain percentage of like old, not dead, but older dead air in your lungs. 
um, which will decrease your performance. So with his device, it looks like it's just a mouthpiece, basically. One side has a, a flap that's completely... So when you exhale, the flap opens and lets you breathe out normally. Uh, and when you start breathing in, it closes and forces air through the other side. Now on the other side, it comes with 14 or 15 um, different pieces you put on the end. One that's essentially wide open to allow normal breath. Um, and as that gets, you know, easy, you wear it when you exercise. So you, you make the hole smaller when that becomes normal and easy for you. You make the hole smaller and keep progressing that way. So eventually you get down to something, you know, you start with a hole the size of a, a penny and you get down to something the, uh, the size of like a button or, you know, a, a very small, not, not a pinhole, but maybe a large a nail hole or something like that. And the theory is if you keep progressing like that, your lungs will be stronger and you'll have, uh, you know, better uh, usage of oxygen and you won't gas out in fights or whatever your sport of choice is. Moving furniture. Yes, moving furniture. That's um, excellent. I actually believe that because I've noticed something. That's one of the primary things that made me stop smoking cigarettes back in the day. And since I've now restarted, but, um, oh, man. Uh, well, no, I started and I quit. I started and I quit. I started to quit. So I smoked my last cigarette again today. So hopefully I'll be good. Um, but, uh, no, one thing I noticed was when you would like take it, you would like hit it, take a drag and then you would blow the smoke out. Like if you take another un cigarette breath and then blow that out, you'll see more smoke come out, mm -hmm. which is creepy as hell, which means it tells me, you're taking more air in than can come out in one breath. And that means there's lingering smoke just like billowing around in your lungs um, yeah. and getting absorbed into the fatty tissue or whatever, the fleshy, the fleshy nodules in your lungs. The honeycomb that is your uh -huh. lungs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, I yeah. think it's, I think it's a, uh, an interesting, uh, I was about to say toy, but an interesting device, and I might actually get one just for shits and giggles because it's fifty bucks. Hmm. Right. Give it a try when I'm. It's like I can't really use it when I'm swimming, but maybe something else. Breathe in all that good chlorine. Mm-hmm. So Evan, is it still hot down where you are, or is the weather cooling down? I've not been outside today. Um, but it's still, it's pretty warm. Like, um, the other day it was 93 or something like that. Uh, but it wasn't all that humid. And I've discovered it's like when people talk about Arizona, it's like, oh, it's, you know, 104, but it's a dry heat. The humidity definitely makes a difference. I still wouldn't want to be in 104, but if it's 93 and not humid, I can tolerate it just fine. Are you still able to use the pool at your house? Able to, yes. Would I want to? No. Why not? Because it has been neglected for the better part of a month. It is quite green and like half full now. Really? Yeah, there's, yep. there's a great device by iRobot that cleans pools, and it's quite amazing. Mm -hmm. I, I believe cheap. that. It's pretty cheap. It's a robot. Is it? Unless it's free, I don't think it will be uh, utilized here. <laughs> it, it is not free. It's like $800. <laughs> In the grand scheme of owning a pool, $800 is cheap. 
Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Just that that's not Evan's job. He, I could have made it my job. He's not in charge of that. So. But, uh, and honestly, I probably should have. I think in general, it would have been a lot better if I had, but oh well. I'm done with that. I have four other pools at my disposal. Mm-hmm. But eventually it gets cold down there, right? Like cold, cold. Yes. It it gets just as cold as uh, Maryland does, but it just doesn't snow much. Mm. We get more more ice than snow. Hmm. But yeah, it gets very cold. Routinely in the lower 20s during winter. Oh, wow. Yep. Good to know. Yep. So, Evan, um, just to be clear regarding the... I'm sorry, I'm going to bring it back to the keto chow. Bring it back. Full circle. It's the way I'm doing it, meaning mixing it up in a blender and then just pouring it in a in a bottle. That's okay, right? That's exactly what I did. Okay. So I don't need these blender bottle things or anything like that, right? Nope. Okay. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a very nice blender. So what you can do if you want to have a meal and a dessert is you can make make a meal's worth and put a bunch of ice in your Vitamix and it'll be just like a milkshake. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you want okay. that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. I could try okay. that out. I've Why ordered not? I've ordered a sample pack and a week's supply. Why? What what week's supply did you get? What flavor? Uh, rich chocolate, I think. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe peanut butter. Well, he wants butter. to try every flavor, but he wants to get started right away. Yeah, so, so it's like that's that's kind of counterintuitive, but I support your decision. No, because if I, what's going to happen is I'm going to order all the flavors. I'm going to be like, oh, there's three flavors here I really like. Okay, now let me wait three more weeks to get a week's worth. I'm not going to do that. Uh, right. I'll, I'll be I'll be totally beaten by you guys in this competition <laughs> unless I get on this right away. So I'm going to have those <laughs> flavors, then I'm going to have a week's supply, and halfway through the week's supply, I'll order some more if I want to. Or yeah. order some, I thought about ordering soylent, which is tastes like cereal milk now. So yeah, it does. It tastes like. Um, Cheerio cereal milk, but yeah. not honey nut Cheerios, just like no. the regular kind. No, no. The, it tastes like if you took um, like unsweetened almond milk or soy milk and then emptied a ba- emptied the box of Cheerios out, but the dust in the bottom of the bag, you just pour that dust into the milk. That's what Soylent tastes like. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Which isn't isn't terrible. We all had some when we were in New York. Compared to how it used to taste, yeah, it's great. Very good. Well, good luck to the both of you. Uh, I think we have a couple months left. Yes, yes. Oh, by the way, did we ever figure out that PayPal thing? Uh, no, still still awaiting confirmation. Oh, that's my fault. I'll find out. I'll check it. I'll find that out today. I'm okay. now. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure we tried, or I tried, to sign up for a PayPal account for IO Panel, and I was stopped because we needed a tax ID number. I signed up for one for IO Panel. I don't I remember did. the password. Yeah, I think it's 
well, whatever. That's going to talk for another for off for not we're yeah. not live. I'll take care of that later on the internet with one or no people watching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So, just let me know where to uh, to claim my winnings. Yep. <laughs> so bold. So yeah. So brazen. Yeah. Yep. All right. What else we got here, Michael? What do you have here? You got lunch, Edward Snowden. Got nothing. Edward, got nothing. Edward. I got nothing else. Oh, Edward Snowden's personal spirograph pictures. Yeah. yeah, I got nothing. Okay, so I got a couple things here. So just um, real quick, um, Snapchat, um, the guy who runs Snapchat started a company, or he, he had started a company, but he basically made Snapchat, the app, fall under a larger entity called Snap Inc. And uh, that they've also released a, or are going to be releasing a piece of hardware which is actually pretty exciting and also kind of scary, but it might do, I think it might have some unintended consequences that are pretty nice. So what this little hardware is, is called Spectacles, and it's Snapchat's hardware. Um, it's, a, it's a pair of sunglasses that have two cameras. The camera's lenses, sounds really dumb, but I'm going to say it. The camera's lenses are round. LAUGHTER um, basically, their output is round instead of square. So, so is, is it three hundred and sixty or fisheye? Or it's not a fisheye, but it's a it's one hundred and fifteen degrees um, um, per lens or something like that. Or maybe the lenses mesh together. They don't really say in the article, but it, it's it produces a hundred and fifteen degree image, um, and it takes ten seconds of, of video and audio. You just push the button on the next to the stem. On the, on the hinge next to the stem of the glasses and it takes 10 seconds of audio I mean 10 seconds of video and goes right out to your, to your phone and out to Snapchat um, so pretty cool uh, I guess if you like if you use Snapchat a lot pretty cool um, hopefully they automate it so you don't have to take the video go to your phone you know do this do that the filters on like hopefully you can just preset it up and then go but um, uh, the, the, the probably the most interesting thing about this is it's not AR, it's nothing like that. It's just literally a pair of sunglasses with cameras stuck in each stem, two cameras. Um, they're very excited about it because they're like, oh, the round, the round pictures look like you're looking through your eyes. So it's like you see your own memories. I was like, This is exciting to me because using it just for Snapchat seems like a huge limitation so if if some clever people get a hold of it um there has to be some kind of technology in the glasses so if they can like unlock it and use it for live streaming or something like that that would be awesome yeah but that, that's what i think there's a lot of applicate and here's the thing right so snapchat's going to make these they're selling guess how much they cost before you read the article just guess 100 bucks 300 dollars Okay. I thought Michael was going to say, I thought you guys were like $800. Um, $129. So, no, I knew they were going to lowball it because they want people to buy them. So. Well, see, that's where, that's where Evan Spiegel, your namesake, he was named after uh, Neil Blevins. Mm-hmm. Evan Spiegel was, uh, <laughs> that's where he's smart, right? He made them $129. He wants all the kids and everybody to be able to have them and wear them. And, and, this is going to make these things truly ubiquitous because lots of people are going to get them for that price. I'm thinking of getting a pair. Um, and not because I love 
Snapchat because I think it's just kind of a cool concept. But the beautiful thing is we're not going to run into the backlash that Google ran into by being so future forward with Google Glass. You know, now people are going to be used to cameras in your face, cameras all in the everywhere, and we'll soon be able to have a, a real set of AR connected glasses with cameras and all kinds of stuff. And one day we're going to be in the world where that's perfectly okay and people are just used to it. And it'll all be because of Evan Spiegel and Snapchat. So I'm glad about that. Like, I, mean, I think it's exciting, an exciting idea, and I, I can't wait to get my hand up here. This should be out in the fall. The guy's name is Evan Spiegel? Yes. Isn't the, the, the founder of Twitter named Evan something? No, his name is, uh, I don't know, a- Adam Dushnowski. I don't know. <laughs> He's actually pretty, I can't think of his name. That's going to drive me crazy. I can't think of his name. He's, he's not Evan, though. He's not an Evan. It's much easier to buy something for 130 than a $1,500 dev kit. Well, you're exactly. thinking of Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey, exactly. That's what I'm thinking but of. Yeah. Twitter was created in 2006 by Jack Dorsey, Evan Williams, there you go. Biz Stone, and Noah Glass. There you go. So Evan Williams, there you go. That's a great uh, whiskey. No, I'm kidding. Um, so Apparently it is. Twitter's made by an Evan. Snapchat's made by an Evan. Evan, what are you All doing? All great things. All great things. What am I doing? I'm well on my way to winning $600, my friend. That's what I'm doing. When, when will your platform be released? <laughs> <laughs> your new social media platform. He can't even keep his pool clean. <laughs> <laughs> my social media platform is the pad of paper next to me where I write down people's names. <laughs> And why do you write down their names? It's what I like to do. Is that some kind of list? No, I, there's no paper next to me. There's no names. I have no friends. That's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help but notice that neither of you have ever used the signatures that I designed so many years ago. What signatures? I designed a signature for each of you and sent you a picture on Google Hangouts like, Two and a half years ago. Do you still have the scroll up from It's probably somewhere. <laughs> Mike's was more his initials formed into a weird symbol, but James, I actually oh, I do like, vaguely remember that. scripted yeah. his, his name, yeah. and you were like, oh, man, the J looks awesome. I vaguely remember it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Well, you, need to, you need to locate that, Evan. Yeah, I'll put it in my we signature. Need to, we need to make it a thing. It's lawless there. Yeah. <laughs> We'll get them printed on some shirts. I'll start scrolling up in our chat. Yeah. He's like, and in a year and a half, I'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By, by midnight tonight, he'll have found it. No. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, it's somewhere. James, you got anything else for us? Um, yeah. A Google, a Google car got in an accident. Pretty bad one for them. Uh, the worst one, they got T-boned by a interstate battery truck. Oh. Uh, and a actually, nice picture of it here. Wow. Yeah, so it's pretty, pretty, pretty good. Uh, I mean, it's not that bad. I mean, it, it's not bad. They, the way the way the article is written, it's like it's like they took the people. People on the scene were like uh, they were witness to a dazed group of Google employees wandering around trying to call a tow truck. <laughs> <laughs> so the way it's written is like kind of comedy, but. Um, yeah, the, the interstate batteries truck. Actually, when I read the article, I did, the one article I had didn't have a picture. 
So it said, it looks like the problem were the interstate batteries. And I was like, oh my God, the batteries in the vehicle. What do they do overheat? <laughs> then I saw, the, I saw the picture and I was like, oh, an interstate battery truck literally hit them. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, it's just a regular T-bone. Um, but the interesting thing about this article that they show here, they talk about the, the, the upgrade path, not upgrade path, but the how long it will take autonomous vehicles, like the American fleet of cars to become truly autonomous. They said at this rate, it'll probably be 2060 before the autonomous oh. vehicles become truly accepted, accepted in America. So I guess our, our, uh, our estimate last night at dinner was a little optimistic. Yeah, I th- well, the thing is, I think, well, no, I, th- I don't think it was optimistic. Last night we talked to a friend of ours who drives UPS, drives for UPS. And while he was he was saying, you know, him and he was thinking, oh yeah, I'll be I'll be able to retire and you know whatever whatever you know, but we were saying that you know in twenty years, dude, it's going to be an autonomous fleet. I still believe that. This is talking about people like, you know, Evan's dad, you know, my mom, you know, maybe me, you know, who won't either have the money or just won't trust. You know, it's like perfect example. My ex girlfriend credit card on the internet. She does not have any PayPal, Cash, App, Square, anything. She has no payment apps. If you want to pay her, you have to give her a check or cash. You know, so there's still there holdouts for every piece of technology. There's a guy at my old job who has a flip phone. I mean, there's always holdouts and people are waiting for the last minute. They'll upgrade when they have to, and they're going to hold us all back by doing it. So um, that's what they're talking about. They're not talking about these big companies. A big, trust me, yeah, UPS ain't waiting until 20, 2060 to upgrade to freaking autonomous vehicles and robots taking packages of doors. It's only a matter of time before that happens. It's going to happen within the next 10 years, I guarantee it. Once, they, once the technology is approved and the government approves of it, as soon as the government says we're ready to go for it, all those, all those drivers, you know how much money a UPS driver gets paid? A lot. Those guys are out of a job so fast, their head's going to fucking spin. So... It's pretty, pretty, pretty. Uh, it would have to be a big investment on UPS's part because they would. There, I mean, all the drivers, as far as I know, or most of them, are contractors, and it's like well, their not, truck. No, no, at UPS. Yeah. They all work for UPS. They're all oh, union okay. employees. Oh, okay. Yeah. Unlike FedEx, where they're all contractors or DHL yeah, FedEx, or anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. But so those guys get paid a lot of money to do to do that. Yeah, UPS. Being a UPS driver is a good job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good job. You make a lot of money. And dude, even without paying into anything, like for retirement, you get ten thousand a month after you retire. Yeah. So they they have pensions. I mean, it's old school. It's like it's like how jobs in America used to be. You know, yeah, you get a pension. I mean, it's fucking crazy. You know, my job if if I actually work for my company for fucking sixty years, I'm not getting a fucking pension. Yeah, no, you have to pay it into the four hundred one k, which we found out you could also do. Yeah. At this job. But you don't have to. You could just do. You could just say, "Oh, I'm going to get my pension, and that's going to be it." Yeah, and you'd be well, quite so happy if you retire after you know 20 or 25 years there or whatever. Then you could get you know eighteen thousand dollars a month. Probably, yeah, I guess. I hear they're also pretty liberal with uh, allowing overtime. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, our friend said he he wants to work there another 22 years. And after that, he said he'll get ten thousand a month. Yeah. And so, he that's reasonable. Yeah, he has. He told me he hasn't even started paying into the four hundred one k yet. 
but he wants to do that too. So he'll have even more money for when he retires, you know, which of yeah. course is smart, you know? Yeah. And even if they do start rolling out uh, an automated fleet, as James said, or, you know, have robots to carry the packages, there's definitely going to be a person probably either doing the package delivery or supervising like in the truck, just in case for a few years. Now they won't make as much. I'm sure they might be, you know, whatever minimum wage is or minimum wage plus some at that point. But mm -hmm. I think they're, they'll still have people working there. Yeah. For the first couple of years, there'll be a guy sitting in the seat holding the wheel probably, or maybe a person whose job is to watch five trucks remotely or something, mm -hmm. you know, with a kill who hovers over a kill switch or something like that. I mean, that's probably the case, but it's only about, you know, like I said, 10 years, 15 years, all those jobs, autonomous vehicles will kill them. Taxi drivers, Uber drivers, they will not have a job anymore. It's not a safe place to invest your time and money. <laughs> if you want to, if you're like, I'm going to retire to a blah. Nope. Not anymore. Mm -hmm. You better say, I'm going to retire being an, a, 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 a freaking Autobot doctor. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be better off doing that than anything else. That's a made-up job. Oh, we're going to need more mechanics. Yeah. More. Diesel, so actually, diesel mechanics. That's always a good job. We were talking about this yeah. last night. People who do stuff like carpenters, electricians, this, that. Tradesmen. You know? Yep. All that kind of stuff. Uh, still going to need... IT workers, at least for the foreseeable future, although that's probably going to change too. It's dumb. I don't even know why. I don't know what they need me now. Um, <laughs> well, you're doing yeah. user support um, mainly. Yeah. Um, but they're going to change. I mean, like me and Evan, what we do is a little different. You know, not, not really much user support anymore. Well, Evan doesn't do any user support as far as I know. Um, Correct. I do a little bit just because of my previous ties with user support. <clears throat> but really, I don't do user support anymore. Really, it's just system administration, you know, quote, unquote. So there's still going to be that for a while. But even that is going to be, there's probably going to be less people doing that at some point. Or the jobs are going to move or, yeah, or whatever, I don't understand. you know. See, the thing is, computers to me, computers are like, ones and zeros, all predictable actions and all actions that you can actually go and look at the code and say, oh, this happened because of this. You know, the reason we can't fix things, when we're like, what's the problem? I can't figure it out. It's because we don't know. And because we haven't, we haven't worked with this product or worked with this thing or we don't know the code or we can't read the code. It's a skills level thing. Yeah, you know, or, or someone did something this. they weren't supposed to. Yeah, exactly. So if you think about it, we can write and build software or a program or a piece of hardware that can analyze code and analyze systems and be like, this isn't working because of this reason. Now, you'll always have to have that person who talks to another human being and says, blah, 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 hold your hand. This is why this is happening. But you, like, you'll, there'll be self-healing systems that can just like look at the code and be like, oh, these aren't interacting because of this and fix it. And I'd be surprised, like, are we really going to have there's so many people in my job who push papers around all day. They're like, oh, I, I had to set up contracts. You know, a great example, you know, and this is, I'm ranting right now. We're at the end of the show, and I'm just going ham, and I'm sorry. But, you know, it's like you just have basically have people, <clears throat> like, they look at some paperwork, and they're like, oh, okay. And then they route it to this person for that reason or that person for this reason. You could have a freaking, an intelligent flow chart that's like, 
looks at the paperwork and says, it meets all the criteria for this, bam, and shunts it off to another system. I mean, it's so easy. You don't need people to do that. You know, it's like we're, we're, at, we're, we're, we're on the cusp. We're at the end of a time period when human beings have lots of say in what's going on. And we're probably the last generation who's truly going to be able to say, my job was looking at papers and reading them and then doing whatever with them or categorizing this thing or, you know, helping, you know, looking at a server and trying to figure out what was wrong with it or whatever. Like that's, you know, we, all of us will retire in 20 or 30 years and then that's going to be that. That's my opinion. Yeah, opinion, I mean. Opinion by James. <laughs> so we're definitely going to get robots, you know, but like James said, so we're also going to get more intelligent. And this goes hand in hand with the robots also. AI or narrow AI systems that will be able to do a lot of these things that people used to do. Yeah. yeah. I think there will still be a lot of people doing things in small business. They're coming for your jobs, folks. Watch out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so no, you're right. Say- I mean, there's going to be, I mean, yeah, there's going to be people doing stuff, but like a perfect example, James mentioned yesterday. There's going to be no need for employees at a McDonald's. Yeah. What for? I don't know. You know. There'll be one one person there managing everything, and that's it. I mean, well, there won't be that dude. Like, what? There's gonna, you know, they're gonna have everything's gonna be automated. Everything's gonna be done by machines, and. Yeah, it's an initial cash outlay, but they're going to save so much money. Yeah. I think they still will have to employ, they'll have to employ a certain amount of people to like prepare, to pre-prepare some food. Like I'm sure all the lettuce comes pre-chopped and everything and the burgers are, are frozen or whatever, but you have to, something has to receive the food and like load it into the proper burger flinging machine. So So you might have like one or two people per restaurant. So, okay. So they have a a truck driver come and deliver everything. Mm -hmm. And actually that's another point. Are they even going to have truck drivers? No. You know what you're going to have? You're going to have a regional food prep center or something like that. That where two guys drive around to the various locations and they go, they go to McDonald's 628, open the back door, load up the machine with, you know, a week's supply of frozen everything into the back of the freezer machine, and then it just goes, and the machine does the rest. And then one of those two guys is probably a technician who does basic maintenance on the machines too, and that's it. Like, those are the only guys you have. They'll be very, paid very well, and they'll work two or, three days a, two or three days a week, or maybe they'll work all week serving all the McDonald's in the area. And their home base of operations will be a place in Delaware or something like that where they drive, like, they do, you know, go all over the tri-state area serving McDonald's, you know, or something of that nature. You know, you probably won't even have, or maybe the owner, like, if you're an owner, you own a McDonald's, then they'll, you go, they'll ship you the food. You know, an automated truck will drop a pallet of food off and you load it all up. That's probably what they'll do. And if you need a technician, then they'll send a technician out. But, man, there's, you know... (laughs) People, okay. Yeah, they'll save a lot of money by not employing people, and also by not having to. Um, I'm just thinking about the drive-through. 
but you might find some like mini McDonald's that don't have any seating area. It's just like a kitchen and a drive-through. So you don't have to waste uh, money heating and cooling and oh, you know, dude, environmental controls for eating. That's a great idea. That's genius. That's what, that's a genius. You have a, you have a mini McDonald's. That's just, that's just a booth with a machine in it. <laughs> all it does is crank shit out all day and it's never sick and it's 24 hours a day and it's going. Carl's Jr. Yeah. Is, thinks you're an unfit mother. mother. <laughs> yes. It's called child services. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Once again, idiocrity predicts the future. Mm-hmm. Idiocracy, sorry. Yep. 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 Oh, it's coming. It's coming. That's so, too. So yeah. um, Orion, Orion stated a, a really important question last night about this. Where are all these people going to go? Where are they going to work? What's going to happen to them? How are they going to eat? How are they going to be paid? Are they all going to be on the dole? What is the dole? We talked about that too, Michael. I'm like, Michael, I'm like what the dole? What is the dole? We know what it is. Why the word bananas? Dole? Everyone's bananas. Yeah. But what's going to happen to those people? Like, all the people who work at McDonald's, all the people who clean houses for a living, all the people who drive trucks for a living, all the people who deliver goods for a living, you know, people who put, spray water on fruit in a grocery store. Like, what's going to happen to those people? They will, well, I mean, that's part of the argument for something that um, we will talk about eventually is the, um, I guess, universal basic income, Ooh. which is different from uh, unemployment or welfare. Um, I would like to talk about that sometime, but I definitely need to read up about the, the discussions regarding that before we do. That's when we're um, island and get the hell out of here. But they'll just have to adapt basically we're on our way to judge dread world and it's yeah. inevitable so they're all gonna have to become uh food service you know technicians that can service the machines or no they'll be they'll just be a bunch of people who don't work you'll have you'll have, just like any society right now you'll have two types of people people who do high high intelligence jobs you know people who program and code and build and create and then you'll have people who don't People who sit around in the house in freaking Tennessee, freaking drinking beer all day, you know? Where? I just picked Tennessee because Evan, Evan's living there. Right now. <laughs> I don't know. You know, anywhere. It could be anywhere. But people who just sit around, they play video games all day and freaking drink beer and don't spend any money, and that's what's going to have. And the economy is going to get wrecked because of this, because all those people, a lot of businesses will go out of business because those people won't have the money to deal. It's going to be a ridiculous system. And I hate that. That's what. That's that's the world we're headed to. That's what automation is going to do to America. This country will uh, revert to an agrarian society. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> then you have people starving and <laughs> killing each other for freaking beets. Uh, <laughs> I'll do anything for some beet juice. <laughs> I got these cheeseburgers, man. I'll suck, I'll suck your beets for some beet juice. Okay. <laughs> yeah, man. It'll be interesting. I mean, some people will definitely not want to adapt, but that's on them. Yeah, it's adapt or die. Or you're going to live in a big tenement, a massive tenement slum, or a mega, a mega, a mega, a mega. You'll be living in a super high rise. With ten thousand people in a mega city, mega city one. That's yeah. that's going to happen. The, I, we talked about this before. The military is training for those 
they're training to fight. The U.S. Army is training. They realize the future wars are going to be in places like, you know, um, Hong India, Kong, India, Hong Kong, China, places where there's you know billions of people in a small square space, small small footprint, and they're training soldiers to fight those wars. That's the next war. They know. They know what's going to happen. They've already been, been wargaming these scenarios, and they know where automation and technology is going to take us. And they know that the wars are going to be fought in these mega cities. So it's only a matter of time. I think the only mega cities right now is like some 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 city in India. The New York is a mega city. Um, there's another one. There's Hong Kong another, is a kind of a mega city. Hong, I think Hong Kong is one, and there's another. There's another one in the U.S. Singapore City, Los Angeles. No, no, it's kind of white. It's it's square footage. I think is is where the square footage people versus square square footage. Hmm. Um, it's like China, some place in China, Washington D.C. Maybe. No, no, no. It's it's more people in New York, in Manhattan than there is in Washington D.C. I think. Yeah. Um. But yeah, anyway, there's so there's a list of it, like top five mega cities. But anyway, it doesn't matter. So that's that's the future, man. Scary stuff, man. So parents, fucking start whispering Python into your kids' ears at night. Yeah. And, <laughs> and feed them feed them on plates with Java written in the bottom of the plate. That's the future if they want to make any money. A mega city is typically one with a population over ten million. Yeah. So what 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 are what are the they have a list? Um. Yeah, I think they do. India, or Col- Kolkata, which is Calcutta. Calcutta, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Bangkok. Bangkok. Yeah. L.A. L.A. is one, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. L.A. has like fucking 40,000 people in it. Or sorry, 40 million. Well, that's urban million. urban area, 15 million people. Wow, yeah. 2,400 people per square kilometer. Jesus. That's a lot. Cairo, Egypt, 15 million people. Mm-hmm. Um, Dhaka, Bangladesh. Yeah. Dhaka. 43,000 people per square kilometer. Holy crap. Jesus Christ. Four, no, 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 no. It's going to be 4,300. 43,500 people per square kilometer. 43,000 people per square kilometer. That's, That's like shoulder to shoulder mm-hmm. and on top of each other. Yep. Uh, Moscow, Russia, although it's not that much. 3,500 people per square kilometer. Not even the same league as Dhaka. A factor of 10. <laughs> Osaka, yeah. Mumbai, that's 32,000 people per square kilometer. What? Dude, India, come on. Well, dude, they're, you know that if they haven't already, they're going to surpass China in population. Yeah. And they're way smaller, you know, geographically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mexico City, 8.8 million people. Uh, uh, they, they screwed this up. Uh, so they said 19 million people in the urban area, and I guess 8.8 in the city itself. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sao Paulo. Um, yeah, that's in Brazil. It's 7,500 people per square kilometer. A place in China, 6,000 people per square kilometer. A place in China. Guangzhou Fushan. Guangzhou Fushan. You asked. Uh, (laughs) New York City, 1,800 people per square kilometer. Mm -hmm. 20 million people are there. 
Manhattanites Be- start fucking. Yeah, Beijing, China, 5,500 people per square kilometer. Pakistan, 23,000 people. Bro. In Karachi. Shanghai, 6,000. In Seoul, South Korea, 10,000 people per square kilometer. Yeah, they say the poor the people, the more they procreate. Mm-hmm. Manila, 15,000 people per square kilometer. Delhi, 12,000 people per square kilometer. Indonesia, 9,000 people per square Fucking kilometer. Southeast Asia, calm your shit. Tokyo, Japan, 4,400 people per square kilometer. And that's there, there are 37 million people there. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so James is right. It's going to have the race war is coming. Be prepared. No. Yeah, um, we need a, a worldwide cull. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, <laughs> it's like that, that. What's the comedian's name, James? Uh, Evan? Oh, Bill Burr. Yeah, Bill Burr. Yeah. It's like 85% of you got to go. Yeah. It's like no one wants to talk about it. This is one of the best jokes ever. <laughs> Just because of the punchline. He's like, if you didn't bring a pencil, you're already out. <laughs> That's right, though, man. Too many people. Too many. Yep. And there's the argument for uh, veganism is like better for the planet and more sustainable for the population, but. I think it's per square, um, per square mile or, or whatever of farmland, uh, vegan, like growing enough food to feed the people in a vegan diet worldwide is far less efficient than factory farms for no, meat and all that. No, people are going to be, people are going to be eating meat. They're eating freaking algae, algae bars and stuff. Yeah. They're going to be eating freaking algae and, Re recombinated freaking poop and all kinds of stuff and drinking freaking. It's made out of people. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it's going to be a horrible food time because those people, those skill sets are going to be gone, man. James, you saw that movie uh, with Chris Evans, right? I'm going to call it Icebreaker, but it's not Icebreaker. Yeah, Snowpiercer. Yeah. When they were like eating the crushed up bugs in the in the jelly packs or whatever. Yeah. 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 Listen, uh, listen here, folks. Bugs are the next big, big crop. They're eating their their pizza made out of dung beetle shells. Yes. <laughs> that's that's the thickening fiber in keto chow one point six, soon to be uh-huh. released. Uh huh. Michael, remember what I told you last night, man. Don't make me lose my vegan edge. <laughs> this is how I keep vegan edge or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. Trying to make me lose vegan edge. I love that man. That movie. I saw that clip. I was like, oh, I love that movie. <laughs> so good. Fucking <laughs> vegan edge. Yeah. In case you people haven't seen it, go watch Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. great. All right, man. I think we're done. Let's wrap this bed. This yeah. bad boy up. Wrap it up, B. Um, we should look up how many people can the Earth sustain at some we point. Should- we should do that for uh, for next week. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because uh, that'd be Wait, good information answer, to know. The uh, the answer I'm sure is less than the current population. Actually, mm-hmm. I think it's like 10 billion. Actually, yeah, it's something like that. But we'll we'll look into it. Yeah, soon to be exceeded in the next decade. Yep. Mm-hmm. James, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's me. You have kids all over the place. Stop. Yeah, I'll try. Your passive attitude, 
attitude towards drastic reproduction has Stop. has ruined the planet. Just put her out. I like the effort, though. <laughs> yeah. Just trying to place more blame on you. I'll, I'll take it, man. I'll take it. That's what I'm here for. Yep. So, as we wrap this up, thank you all for listening. Um, check us out at iopanelpodcast.com. There you can find all of our social media links. We're on Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, etc. You can email us at feedback at iopanelpodcast.com or get us individually on Facebook, though we do have a, uh, a podcast page. So if you would like to like that, that would be just fine. AudibleTrial.com forward slash iopanel for your free audiobook trial and a 30-day uh, free membership. Um, I think that'll do it. So for all three of us, once again, thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week.